0: Vietnam was the exact opposite. The president was
1: deciding. The following what... is a special presentation of WRFH Sports. First and 10 at the 25 in Dragon territory. And two wideouts to his left, two to his right. As I say it, a bit of a crossing pattern on the right side. He was going right to the post and nobody was anywhere near him. That's a touchdown and this is a tie ball game now. Touchdown the Hillsdale Chargers. Are you ready? <laughs> Hillsdale Charger football on radio free Hillsdale 101.7 FM starts now.
2: Welcome back Charger fans to Frank Muddy Water Stadium. I'm Reagan Genshieski here with Christian Peck Dimmitt. We have a great matchup here today. It's the Hillsdale Chargers versus the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds. It's September 11th. It's just 15 minutes before kickoff. It's 6.46. It's a beautiful day outside. It's 97 degrees. The trees over in the back have not started to change yet, so it is just a perfect summer day. Christian, we're taking on the number, ranked number 12 nationally. Uh, That's incredible. They're in the GVLC. University of Indianapolis is a big matchup. How you feeling about today?
3: I'm feeling, as I think, as good as you can while you're missing your left tackle. Uh, honestly, it's it's summer football.
2: It's a great day to play football. And it's the first time we've been at uh, Muddy Waters Stadium in a year now, uh, two years, uh, because of COVID. They have not gotten to play in the fall. They played a, a spring season, but it wasn't as exciting, you know, because they kept getting canceled because of COVID. Uh, it is September 11th. There will be a moment of silence coming up. And, you know, I think we're grateful to play football today um, on this solemn day in history, 20 years after um, the greatest terrorist attack on our country. So it is incredible. It makes this even more special. So let's go back to looking at what happened last week. The Chargers played their first game of the season. They fell, unfortunately, 14-10 to 10 to Michigan's, uh, Michigan Tech. It was uh, a back-and-forth game, let's say, but no one scored until the third quarter. Uh, The Chargers had the lead there, and then in the last four minutes, they actually ended up losing the game, something that was key. Ben Gino, that left tackle, was missing. He tested positive for COVID, so unfortunately, in our little bubble of Hillsdale, where COVID doesn't seem to exist, it ended up affecting us, and it ended up existing. Luke Keller was sacked seven times, and he he, quite frankly, had no time in the pocket, which is key for a quarterback like him who likes to rush. Mm -hmm. We have someone filling in for him. Christian, hopefully they establish that trust. What are we hoping to see out of Whit Lewis?
3: I mean, he's uh, obviously very new, a true freshman. The left tackle, you could argue, is the most important position in football. And, of course, uh, he gave up seven sacks, not just him, but the whole line. Uh, But then Keller also threw two picks, not entirely his fault, though, because, as you said, he really was rushed most of that game. Not only was the first score not until the third quarter, but there was only about five seconds remaining left in that third when the field goal was kicked. So really, it, it, is, it was a stalled offense most of that game. It also, however, speaks to what the Chargers did defensively, and I mm. think they have to keep that up against a red-hot Indy team.
2: That defense is going to be key. They have an incredible defense. You're looking at Alex Anschutz. Josh Josh Peroni, yes, was targeted multiple times. I think both of those touchdowns came from being targeted at Josh Peroni, but other than that, he played a phenomenal game. Uh, John Pearson had two sacks back-to-back in the game, so if you can't let him get hot, he's just going to destroy you another thing to look for jack shannon the punter fifth year was out last week and luke keller the quarterback had to step in to be the punter now at first you would think oh that's concerning the quarterback is going to be the punter right well luke's freshman year he actually was made was all GMac's second team as a punter not just as a quarterback which is incredible and it makes it, I was on the phone with my dad today, who's actually a D1 official, and he was like, I was like, Dad, you don't want the quarterback out on the field for longer than he has to be. And my dad was like, well, now it looks like they can run a fake. That's
3: exactly right. And, uh, of course, they can run a fake. He just speaks to how versatile he is as an athlete. But as far as having the, your quarterback out on the field in another position, I think punter is just about the best one you could ask for because they are protected so much you just about can't touch him at all uh, so if you're go- if you're going to risk uh a- a player like Keller, that's so important to your team, you'd have him in at punter. Not to mention the fact that he is a dual threat quarterback. He does mm-hmm. love to run that ball, and obviously he's used to taking hits, taking a little bit more punishment. So I think he can definitely. That durability is really going to help yeah. him out.
2: The first thing I said to Luke when I saw him uh, Sunday morning, I said, "How are you? You've been sacked seven times." His hand was swollen. Not his left hand, though. It was his it right hand, which I was a little concerned. Now, Luke Keller, uh, what I've heard through the grapevine from fifth years, alumni, is rumored to be better than All-American Chance Stewart, and I think the key to this game is really protecting Luke, putting up a strong front so we can see Luke Keller do what Luke Keller can do. He was co-freshman of the year uh, two years ago, but he still hasn't gotten to that point where he gets to display just why he's this amazing quarterback. Now, looking a little bit at UNB, they're 3 times com- conference champs of the GLVC. Last weekend, they played uh, Xavier. They are an NAIA school. They destroyed them. It was 34-10. Uh, Xavier did put up 10 points, but then UND scored 24 unanswered points. A uh, big person to look at today, senior running back Toriano Clinton, had 147 rushing yards with three touchdowns. That's going to be... Key to stopping him, Christian. Do you think that defense, our defense, can do that?
3: I mean, I think the key for the Chargers. You're exactly right. Is to start in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Uh, but more than that, as you know, running is so much about those line, linebackers coming in and plugging those gaps. What I think they really need to do. Jonathan Burton uh, needs to step up, mm-hmm. have a really good game. I think. Everyone really needs to have just about a perfect game to stop what is a red-hot team right now. Yeah,
2: and I think John Pearson is also going to be key. I mean, you have some great linebackers here on this team. Kyle Kudla and Gabe Nichols are two extremely strong guys who are going to be able to break through and hopefully take him down. Another big thing to look at in this game, the UND staff, they're young. The team is young. The coaches have only been around for three years, one coach for four years. Everyone on Hillsdale staff has been around for 10-plus years. Coach Otter is entering his 20th year. So maybe the real key to winning this game is that... Coach Otter has a good game. I think they need to out-coach UND. You know, we're Hillsdale. We're a pretty smart team. I think we should have something up our sleeve.
3: Absolutely. I think you spoke on it earlier. A fake would be great. Uh, Otterbein, of course, is a grad, a previous grad of Hillsdale. He loves coaching here. He's just had so much time to set kind of the culture of this team, and I I think it's going to be great. I think he is... I mean, at the college level in football, you really do rely on your coaches so much. There is so much scheme and game change plans that you need to make. That it just doesn't show up on the field. You see a yeah. guy make a great catch or a great throw, a great block. It doesn't show up on the stat sheet for the coaches, but it really did all start with them.
2: And, and Coach Otter is familiar with this Indianapolis team. This is their 34th time matching up against them with history, or er, their eighth straight season. But Hillsdale's lost for the last three years. The last time we beat U- the University of Indianapolis was in 2016. They unfortunately have the edge on us in the series. That's 17 wins. We have 16. So hopefully today we can maybe even it up and then make next year a little bit more exciting looks like we have a pretty good turnout today i would say about 200 people are showing up to the game it is business and industry day today what does that mean it means it's sponsored by county national bank wealth and management and hopefully that means more people are going to show up to the game. It's also Victory Day. Uh, and that's where the team works with those who have disabilities. And yesterday they were actually out on the field playing football with them. And that's just, again, something that speaks to the character of this team and something that Coach Otter has established. You know, they have character, tradition, and service are the first th- three things you see when you enter our stadium. And and if that's not Hillsdale football. That's Hillsdale College.
3: I mean they are great, just all around student athletes. You see it not only all over the field, but as you said, all over the athletic department. These are great people, not just great athletes that we are recruiting here, and I think it shows more on the field in competition when you when you have that drive to just succeed in all facets of life, not just obviously out on the field in this case.
2: And, uh- Yeah, and your Hillsdale Chargers have run out on the field. They were led by their Victory Day participants. It's amazing, again, how these boys are so excited. Their parents lining, creating a huge uh, tunnel for the boys to run out. And what do you see? Hillsdale football, colon, priceless. That is – I'm not even a player – that's how I feel about this. We have a nice pep band forming just across the way from me. And we also have a very nice student section. We're going to take a brief moment for the national anthem here. We're going to keep you on so you can hear it with us. It is a special day.
0: we to take a moment of silence as we ask for God's blessing on our great nation,
1: comfort to the survivors thank you and eternal rest for the departed souls and sons lost on that
4: tragic day
0: thank you please remain standing for our national anthem performed tonight by hillsdale college junior Marie Touré-Ramanius. Oh,
4: Lord
2: to play Hillsdale Charger football. Like I was saying right before we went to the National Anthem, before we were a little worried, Christian, that there wasn't going to be a, a student section. But lo and behold, the Simpson dorm boys have shown up. And there they are in their ridiculous costumes. <laughs> and I'm sure that there is an American Heritage reader somewhere in that crowd. Of course. And it's great to see... Just fans gathering again, and goodness sake, without masks. We can see each other's faces.
3: It really is. There is an energy not just here, but in all of college football that personally for me is just unmatched. All facets of life, maybe March Madness tops it or gets close, but college football just has this energy, this ecstatic feel in the air that just gets everyone going. You can hear the cheers of that Simpson crowd. Hyping up the captains as they walk to the center field.
2: Our captains heading out right now for the coin toss are number three, Alex shoots number two, Nate Chambers, number 13, Luke Keller, number 18, Connor Maloney, number seventy four, Cole Johnson, number seven, Zach Herzog, and number fifty-five, Kyle Perrin. All guys that I am good friends with and are just great people as character. great captains to represent this team. And it's really also special that the the Victory Day kids also get to be a part of this coin toss. They get to stand on the side with the two. Indy has won the coin toss. They've chosen to defer.
3: Um, I mean, I think that's important because, uh, of course, in that second half, the, the Chargers need to set the tone defensively especially because as we talked about, the Greyhounds had 24 unanswered points in their first game. Not only that, they all came in the second half. And mm-hmm. It was really apparently that halftime speech that got them hyped up and they kind of realized they just got punched in the mouth in the first half. And I think the Chargers have to expect that and come out and know that there's going to be a push in the second half and I think starting that defensively and getting a stop is going to be important.
2: Yeah. And the Chargers will be running from the left to the right side of this field. So they'll be really facing uh, or running towards their home uh, end zone. That's the words I'm trying to find here. I'm just not used to being at a football game in such a long time.
3: It really has been so long. And I think uh, that anticipation just makes it all the sweeter. And, man, am I ready to get this game going. Oh my goodness, we have Charger football once again.
2: And you can see the guys really starting to bounce. They're starting to take the field UND kicker, taking his sweet old time, you know, kind of <laughs> jumping up and down, kicking I'm, those I'm bouncing knees. up here in the
3: studio. Yeah,
2: so am I. I saw a tweet, and this reminds me of what you, Indy, just did. They all just gathered for a little huddle that said, My favorite part about football is when the team gets together and tells each other their little secrets. <laughs> and I was like, That is someone who doesn't understand football.
3: I it, mean, isn't it? That's all yeah. That's all their secrets. <laughs> that, and they got that, crushes on there. That is a good point.
2: It's 7.01 at Frank Muddywater Stadium on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And the game has started. We have a kickoff. It's going to be a touchback. It goes right over Josh Peroni's head, who is in the end zone waiting to receive. The Chargers will take the ball on the 20-yard line. Let's see what Luke Keller can get cooking.
3: Um, I mean, he has the ability to get anything cooking that he wants. I think it really is what the line can provide him, the kind of protection mm-hmm. that he can get. I think you need to start it in the trenches. I, I'd like starting with the run here just to, to kind of set the tone, give, give the big guys a boost up in the middle.
2: And that's a game, and right in the late of the game last uh, against Michigan Tech, I don't think we used the run game enough. Joseph Hissam takes the ball, just two yards. So the Chargers will be have eight yards, second down to go.
3: I mean, I think it, that was perfect. You got to start with the run, even though you don't pick up too many yards. It, it gets the guys engaged early. He's got three to his right, as well as a, a tailback in there as well.
2: Luke Keller is going to scramble over to his left. He's going to throw the ball to number four. It's going to be pass deflected by you, Indy.
3: Trayvon Hall coming up to play some great DB work was draped all over him and knocked that thing away.
2: So, so now it's going to be third and eight for the Hillsdale Chargers with 14.29 left on the clock in the first quarter.
3: An early third down is not what you like here, but you got it. I think it's an obvious passing down, and we have one to the right, tight end in motion.
2: Luke Keller, he's scrambling over to his left. He's going to throw it to number 27. That's Austin Williams. He's been a breakout player I've heard a lot about, and I'm excited to see Luke Keller going to him, especially with his key guy, Joey Bentley, out. Mm-hmm. Joey Bentley's his best friend, and in Luke's debut as a quarterback, in Joey's debut, they had two touchdowns, two connections together, and it was just a special moment for the two. So being without him, I think, is a little worrisome for Luke. It's kind of like a security blanket. Luke it's going to te- take the ball himself. He runs to his right. It's a no gain. It's actually a loss of one yard. The Chargers now looking on the 45-yard line going in. It's second down with 11 to go.
3: I mean, the, the first down, you definitely don't want to lose yardage there. They started in a jumbo package. It was an interesting kind of draw run to the right. Obviously, when you quarterback draw, you kind of want to get downhill a lot quicker than that.
2: Yeah. Now we have Caden Goggins lining up on Keller's right. He's going to be the running back. Number 18, Connor Maloney, is also on the right. Foose on the left looking to run. Luke goes to throw the ball back to his right. It looked like he was trying to hit KJ, who was doing a little bit of a hook. But the ball was deflected by the D-line, the, the defensive line on the University of Indianapolis. That will lead the Chargers with another third down intend to go. The ball, again, on the 45 going in. 13-19 left in the first quarter.
3: Which, I mean, we talked about Kelly's durability. That's two plays in a row he took pretty big hits there.
2: Mm-hmm. We have three receivers on Keller's left, one on the right. He still looks to the right. That pass is deflected by you, Indy, almost intercepted. It looks like Keller is more comfortable on that right side. Again, because he is getting beat, probably Whit Lewis is getting beat on that left. So now it brings up a fourth in fourth down. Chargers made no gain whatsoever on that uh, after that first first down that they made. Keller still on the field for that punt looks like he has pretty good protection here you have Alex Anschutz again on his right who's a great reliable player for the Chargers
3: I gotta say as a a pretty avid football fan that might be the weirdest thing I've ever seen seeing a quarterback stay out there after third down just to punt the ball
2: and the punt is up and it is short it unfortunately is gonna hit Number 89, Michael Harding right in the back. So instead of taking a charger bounce, it hits Mike and it stops on the 32-yard line going in for UND. So not great field position. It looked like that punt just hung a little too much in the air. But, hey, Luke Keller is going to find his groove.
3: I mean, he hasn't punted in I'm not sure how long. but He
2: he did punt last game.
3: He did punt last game. I'm just kidding.
2: And I would love to see him. Maybe get uh, G Mac, all punter.
3: And oh. to the, the give right away to Torian, Toriano Clinton, who just tore up Saint Xavier last week, and it looks like he's getting off to a hot start. Got a big hole on the left side,
2: and that's something that you know the D line I think is going to have to adjust to super quickly. You have number ninety-nine. That's a fifth uh, fifth-year senior, Joe Royer who's going to be a key part to the success if he can really shut down. You have Kyle Kudla right behind him. The U- University of Indianapolis advances on a throw. They make the first down.
3: Quick throws like that are going to set a defense on its edge. I think that's kind of important, the short crossing routes, to get the linebackers more outside so that Clinton can just go right downhill when they want to run it like they might right now. He's in the tailback.
2: Number 18 in motion. They hand off the ball again to number 8. But the Chargers come up with a little bit more of a stop there. It looks like the D-line might be adjusting, and they're adjusting quick.
3: That's what you want to see. The big guys getting a win early. We talked about starting in the trenches, starting with the run on offense, and starting with a big run stop on defense there. Mm-hmm. Anytime you hold Clinton you know below Five yards on on a gain is great, and to get negative yards there is even better.
2: Yeah. And another person to look for is Bryce Stankham. He takes that snap. He passes it off to number 16 on a nice little screen pass.
3: Blew that up. Larry Burks.
2: Yeah, Joe Schneider is there to quickly grab his ankles and take him to the ground. Joe, a breakout player I watched watched last week during Michigan Tech, Someone who didn't really play last season, but now is a starter and an instrumental part of that defense. He came all the way from the left side to the right sideline to grab the ankles on a screen pass. And that's something that the quarterback Bryce Dancombe just did not see coming. The pass is snapped. It's a big play. Number 15, let's go up the ball. It's a long one, and it is dropped by number 81, Frank Bentley. If he would have got that, he would have been walking into the end zone, and he beat his defender, Mike Harding, pretty hefty.
3: Uh, Joe Snyder and covered, We just talked about how mm-hmm. you know good he's been playing and, of course, got beat pretty well there, uh, came out in the dime look on third down really what you wanted for that beaten speed with speed and you just beat him out right
2: yeah and that, i mean it's better than a penalty let us say but um definitely something that the charger defense is going to be maybe hydrating on the on the sideline and getting ready for another place like that the punt is up we have number 22 alec foos who's going to call for a fair catch at the charger looks like they're going to mark it at the 10 yard line Ooh, tough spot for him. I don't know about that. <laughs> right. Not great field position. We're looking, hopefully, for some possession. It looks like it's going to have to be up to the defense to get us great field position. And that's also going to be key to the Chargers' success. Luke Keller back out leading this offense. We have Foose to his right. And who is number four, Christian?
3: I'm actually not sure. He's not even listed on here. Who was before?
2: <laughs> I love that. Oh. I love when these breakout players, you know, that Coach Otter throws into the game that we don't even have ourselves. Isaac Tesla is lining up on Keller's right, it looks like. So the ball is handed off there to Foose. We gain one yard, it's second and nine. We're now on the 11 going in.
3: As we talked about, it is becoming a little bit of a field position game here early, and I think you just gotta set the tone again With the run, they do keep playing in this jumbo package. Another O-lineman out there, tight end in motion.
2: Yeah. Goggins to Luke's right. He's going to run to the right, keep it for himself. He'll pick up what looks about maybe three or four yards. Luke, a player that loves to run, Uh, I've asked him who he really likes to model in the NFL, and he pointed me to somebody. One, he said Johnny Manziel, which really surprise me and that's kind of like an underdog player who likes to run a little bit of a smaller guy Luke is not small by any means but that is somebody who he kind of mimics his game after let's say and I, if that's who he wants to mimic it after go for it sometimes it seems to be working for him Joseph Hissom now in the game lining up on his right again Isaac Tesla also on Keller's right. Austin Williams going deep to the left. Keller lets go of it right to Austin Williams. He jumps up four. It's in and out of his hands. He was pretty good coverage, but he did get both of cans on that. That'll bring up fourth down. Special The offense will come off. Special teams will change. Luke Keller will walk his way back into the end zone, getting ready to take this punt.
3: I, I got to say, that was... Kind of an interesting choice to go deep over the middle. He had, we were talking about Tayslog in a lot of snaps here early. He was pretty wide open on the right side of the field. We talked about how much Keller loves moving to the right, throwing to the right. Uh, It was kind of interesting you didn't see him there.
2: A great punt by Keller. It's going to make number nine Derek for University of Indianapolis move back, but he's going to get a hold of that ball, and he's going to run for what looks like 20 yards he's going to break into hillsdale territory and that'll give you the university of indianapolis great field position they're now in the red zone on the 25 yard line going in unfortunately so what we're going to need here is a big stop from the defense
3: that that was incredible fielded it off the bounce which is a big no-no for special teams players and just took it 20 yards spinning through tackle. I don't know how he stayed on his feet as long as he did.
2: And that's a player who clearly has the green light to do whatever he wants because he had to take a, a backwards angle of 45 degrees to get that punt because Luke Keller sailed it. The handoff to... Number eight, and the, he will get through the Charger defense for almost a first down. Again, number eight, that is Toriano Clinton.
3: I mean, Clinton's eating up yards and just running through tackles. I think the last two plays for sure have shown us the Chargers just have to be more sure tackling.
2: Yeah, it's going to be second and two. We have eight minutes and 38 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Kyle Kudla, the linebacker on the right side, who's kind of setting up his shoulder pads. Looks like they got knocked out. Number 15 on the move. Now he was chased back by number 94, Kendall Tobin. And he threw the ball really when he was in trouble to number 0. Corey Ponder, and he was just crushed and it was, had no gain there. So that brings up third and two. And you can hear those Charger fans, the student section, now taking up a whole section of bleachers. I see a Captain America shield. Of course. And everyone is on their feet cheering. They know that if this is a stop here, this will bring up a U- uh, University of Indianapolis field goal, which is something that is going to be super key for this game here. Crowd loud. The snap. The handoff over to Clinton. Clinton runs and crosses. Does he cross the goal line? No, his knee was down. The officials shaking their head. He broke through that D-line and ran right to the one-yard line. They'll now bring up first and goal with 7 minutes and 28 seconds remaining for the Greyhounds.
3: The Greyhounds have really set the tone right in the trenches as we talked about. A quick draw play on third and short not always what you'd like to see for in college football in general but obviously this is a run heavy team and clinton just made him pay for uh, playing dime
2: and clinton is already averaging seven and a half yards he'll try to break through that d-line again after being the handed off the ball but he'll be stopped on the one yard line It now brings up second in goal 656 remaining in the first quarter this Charger defense is putting up a pretty good fight already. We're not exactly where we want to be, but we're seeing a, a good line of defense. I think they're learning quickly and adjusting quickly.
3: I think so. When you've got a guy as quick, as shifty, as talented as Clinton is, anytime you can hold him, especially right on the lip of the end zone, right there, is perfect. More than you can ask for.
2: Stancomb waiting for the snap. He hands it off. He tries, fakes the handoff to Clinton, takes, tries to take it for himself. He will be smacked down by number 48. That's Kyle Kudla. Kyle Kudla does a three-stomp to celebrate, and now he's throwing his hands up. That's third and goal.
3: I mean, he came right off that wide receiver block like it was nothing and just crushed him into the ground.
2: And shoots and Kudla motioning to the crowd to get loud. They know that this stop is huge. Stancomb, clapping for it. There's a flag on the play. He'll throw it in and out of the hands of number zero in the ponder in the end zone. It does look like there was a false start on the Chargers.
3: Yeah, it looked like uh, somebody jumped off sides there in the center right before the snap. Good snap count, of course, to get him to jump. And at that point, you got to just throw a strike to the end zone whether you're feeling it or not. And Stancomb,
2: he just claps and claps and claps, waiting for that ball that the the D-line was tricked there. So we're going to replay third down. Clinton lining up behind Stancomb's back. He's clapping for that ball again. He turns and looks at the official. There seems to be a little bit of commotion, probably because this crowd is just so loud. Stancomb back, waiting for the snap. He's locked in. He hands it off to Clinton, who will break through the D-line for a touchdown.
3: He's just so good, so quick. Accelerates right to the ball. By the time he's got it, he's at top speed and he just punched his way right through the left side into the end zone.
2: And that is going to be uh, a penalty that ended up costing the Chargers because that was uh, an in and out of the hands of Ponder in the end zone. And now the the, uh, Greyhounds have six points on the board, lining up for the extra point.
3: I mean, you hate to see a, a really strong defensive stop like that go to waste. Extra point is up and good, but when you're on your heels in what was horrible field position like that mm-hmm. and you get what was, in all you know respects, a, a stop right on the goal line, it, it really sinks when you get that called back and obviously you end up giving up a touchdown. Yeah.
2: So the Greyhounds lead the Chargers 7 to nothing with 6 minutes and 16 seconds remaining. The Chargers are going to take the field again for the kickoff. Crowd still loud and proud. Why? Because strength rejoices in the challenge here at Hillsdale. That might be a little cheesy, but hey, it's true. The pep band trying to get people hyped.
3: I mean, we've got a guy in the patented pink bunny costume in the stands. I don't think anything we say is going to get any more cheesy than that.
2: How could we lose this game if we have a guy in a bunny suit?
3: We I mean, I think that's that's the mindset every yeah. game.
2: We have Foose and Peroni in the backfield. They're waiting for that kickoff. You know, going back to the student section, one time I was up at the press box and a parent came up here and she was complaining that the Hillsdale student section was uh, chirping. I think it was Tiffin. And she was like, they're saying that, that they can spell better than us. And I was like, that is the... The lamest chirp
3: that, that I, there could be. I have I have been in those student sections. Let me tell you, it gets lamer. We, we, have, <laughs> we have yelled comparisons of our school's uh, ACT scores, GPAs, <laughs> anything you got to do.
2: The ball is kicked into the end zone. Peroni retrieves it. He'll take a knee. So the Chargers going to start at the 20-yard line. Decent field position. That's 10 yards more than last time. Luke Keller back at the head
3: i mean this this offense needs to kind of answer the bell here we talked about how the defense needs to set the tone kind of haven't done that so far so now you got to go out and answer obviously you just got scored on you only scored 10 points all of last game it's time to time to lead a drive right now
2: tesla lining up on keller's left Keller going to hand the ball off to Joseph Hissum. He'll pick up two yards, it looks.
3: Foose over in motion, a little misdirection, trying to fake the end around there, and they do pick up two. Uh, I think it might be kind of on the shoulders of Keller to get this game going. The run game really has not been successful so far. I think you need to mix it up. You've seen a couple of speed option plays like that. Obviously, we know he loves those.
2: Foos will come out. Tim Boyd now lining up on Luke Keller's left. Austin Williams also on the left. Luke will fake the hand off and keep it for himself. He'll pick up what looks about another yard. Chargers now looking at a third down and eight to go with five minutes and 30 seconds remaining. What do I expect here? I expect a long ball uh, or hopefully maybe a slant pass to Austin Williams.
3: I mean, I think we do need to maybe not on this play, but play, but test deep downfield because obviously we're seeing a lot of dime three linebackers over the middle only three real linemen in there but no safeties are farther than 10 yards downfield I think you need to kind of test them make them take a step back it'll open up the run game a little more
2: Keller under pressure he's scrambling he'll get away from the, pre- from the pressure, he'll scramble, he'll run, and he'll pick up the first down. He has to do it himself. And Man. he had a bit in there in the pocket. Um, he had three receivers lined up on his left, one on his right. But he's actually, I misspoke, going to come up short. So now that's fourth and one, Chargers. On the 39-yard going in, my mom has a shirt that says fourth and inches, go for it. <laughs> that's what I think the Chargers need to do here.
3: I don't know. Backed up this far in your own territory, I gotta say, I was I was with you there, Reagan. I think I think this is a kind of a tough uh, tough spot from the official, uh, but it really is fourth and inches. You can just barely see how close we are to the first down line. And we're gonna call timeout. Otter signals to the official, and that is our first of the game.
2: Chargers going to take his time out. It looks like they're going to decide what to do here. We're in a high-pressure situation. Greyhounds leading by seven. Chargers not on the board yet. Four minutes and 15 seconds remaining. You do want to score here. You do want to pick this up, and that's why I do respect if Coach Otter goes for that decision. Is this possibly where we'll see him take that, use Keller, who's the punter, uh, to run a fake?
3: I'm. I'm not going to lie to you here. I'm a. I'm a big proponent of if you're going to go for it, go for it. I think fake, unless you've got obviously in this situation a punter slash quarterback, which is so rare. I think. I think you got to just not not take a little bit of that, complicatedness out of it and just just go for it. They've got two guys uh, in the eye right now i think they're just going to try to punch this one up the middle
2: charger uh, luke keeping the ball looks like he's going to try to sneak it he has ty williams the h back behind him trying to push him over the line chargers tra- or the officials trying to get to the middle of the huddle chargers will pick up that fourth down pick up the first down And this is where my mom sure is correct. Yes, fourth and inches, yes, you should go for it. So that will move the chains. The Chargers now on the other side of the, they just moved the ball, on the 35-yard line going in. Sorry, the 45-yard line, 35.
3: It shows a lot of trust in your offense, obviously deep in your own territory there to just put it on your, your quarterback's shoulders and tell him go get that sucker.
2: Luke with time in the pocket. He launches it downfield to K.J. Maloney, but he'll be intercepted by number 21. That's Larry Burks. K.J. Maloney, that senior who was out last season because Amano is down on the field. He was down, it looked like, in double coverage. He had a guy coming right on his right side, and then that is where Burks came on the left to intercept that pass. It looked like it was just underthrown. KJ on all fours.
3: Man, you really hate to see that. But he does look like he's getting up pretty quickly. You really hope, of course, that it's just a cramp or something like that. It didn't look like he took a whole ton of contact, which means, of course, he's less likely to have a serious injury. But if, you know, it was an injury non-contact like that, you really hope it isn't anything like a tear, torn ACL.
2: It is a hot day. I don't think it was a torn ACL because I don't think you would be able to go to his knees like that. So that is a good hope. But it's a hot day, cramps are definitely possible, so the Charger defense will now take the field. Fortunately, with that interception, Keller was throwing it deep, so the Greyhounds not in fantastic field position. They're on the 25-yard lunk going in. Oh, the pass man. will be thrown downfield. A deep pass that looked like what Keller just tried to do. Number nine on the Greyhounds, Owls- alzono derrick gets that pass for what looked to be 40 yards
3: i mean it was just a bust in coverage they had the the Chargers really had no safeties over the top a little bit of a play fake there that's all it took for the linebackers to freeze and Derek was wide open no one within probably 15 20 yards of him
2: and that was a a great throw from Stancombe. Now we know he has a cannon. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind being a college quarterback. But now the Greyhounds are tacking on six more, and with the extra point, that'll make it seven. It's now 14 to nothing with three minutes and 24 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Chargers still not on the board We can make a positive out of this. Keller looked to see, looked to see, or was seemingly getting in a groove, and now we're—he's back on the field. The offense is back on the field. While you know, a little rest is great for anybody. Hopefully, he can get back in a groove. So, Foose and Peroni, uh, getting ready, getting set in the end zone there. Hopefully, to get a nice run back. I would love to see a return for a touchdown here. I
3: mean, I wouldn't necessarily complain about that. Um, I think you do need to kind of answer now because we talked about the Greyhounds being, so to speak, punched in the mouth in the first half last week. And here in the first quarter, the Chargers are getting punched in the mouth a little bit right now. So I think you gotta just you gotta lead a drive. Obviously the, the big drive last uh, last week for the Chargers about twelve plays long and it, it wasn't a big strike, a big you know, a big play like they were going for on that interception. I think you gotta just take it a little bit at a time. Obviously this offense isn't really built for speed outside.
2: I and mean, Christian, being a Hillsdale college athlete, I can let you know that in typical Hillsdale college fashion We like to do it at the last minute. We're more of a second-half team. Today we had an inner squad, and the team I was coaching since I'm injured, uh, we were losing until the sixth inning, and then we ended up winning the game. And I said to my team, hey, typical Hillsdale fashion, let's come from behind. So the ball was kicked off. Peroni will get the ball, and he'll take a knee in the end zone. That sets up the Chargers once again on the 20-yard line. Keller, again, looking to get something going. But I don't see Keller. up uh, oh, there he is. He was hiding behind some guys. I was like, where did he go? He
3: was busy telling them the secrets.
2: He was busy telling them the secrets. Tesla and Boyd on Keller's right, what seems to be his favorite side. Ty Williams in motion. He's going to hand the ball off to number 26. Is that correct?
3: Yes, it is Logan Van Urkvant, and he just had what was looked like was about to be a great play, slipped a tackle about five yards deep in the backfield, and was able to kind of run it up. Still still lost a yard out of it, and somehow that was a positive. Uh, Good on him, obviously. That was a tough spot to be in.
2: Austin Williams looked to be in motion, second and 12 for the Chargers. There is a false start on the play, just delay of game. Is that what he said? It,
3: it looked like I don't know. It looked like uh, uh, offensive uh, That's <laughs> illegal he, offensive formation, rather. But it, it, I guess, they called it delay of game. I thought they had plenty of time. On that but while play he pod. rolled
2: his hands for a false start, so a little bit of confusion. It seems to be on just all ends. Two minutes and 43 seconds remaining. The Chargers now back five yards. It's second and 16. Keller with the snap, but he will be destroyed on the left side. It looks like the guy snuck by Witt Lewis, and he'll be sacked by number 49 on the University of Indianapolis's roster. That's Kyle Borksky with the sack. Keller taking another big hit, but he's a pretty good big guy. He's about 6'5", and hanging around 260. So he can take the hits, and he bounces right back up and looks to the sideline. Boyd coming off. Tesla again moving to the right. Logan also on Luke's right, lining up as the running back. Foos over on the left with Austin Williams. You have Ty helping out a little bit on the left side to kind of watch for Luke's blind side. The snap. Luke's going to launch it downfield to Tesla. Tesla in coverage. That ball. Was oh, yeah. knocked out of his hands, but then it was secured back in. The Chargers. That's the biggest play of the game. they Will now move the chains all the way down to the fifty to the forty-nine yard line. Going out. The Chargers now moving into uni- the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds territory. Greyhounds look pretty dead now.
3: That that might be one of the best catches I've ever seen. He dropped it and caught it mid-air? My goodness.
2: Keller with the snap. He goes right back to Tesla. Oh, yeah. Move the chains again. Luke Keller finding his new favorite guy pretty quickly.
3: Now we're moving. Isaac Tesla back-to-back catches. He's got just about our entire offense on his back. We need guys to step up next to Keller. Maybe Tesla's the one to do it.
2: And that's a redshirt freshman, so he's pretty young. And again, that's when Luke Keller came into his time, uh, came into the, his big shoes. And, and Luke Keller is probably a great mentor to have. Keller going to run to his there you left go. has a great block by Hissam. He will pick yeah. up another first down. Move the chains.
3: Man, I love football. The the energy in this crowd right now is incredible. Speed option off the left side, a great seal block by the tight end. And Keller was just gone An easy 11 yards. He barely got touched.
2: Williams, Austin, and Ty will come off the field. Foose and Boyd will now come onto the field. You have 23 seconds remaining in the first quarter with 14. It's 14 to nothing. Greyhounds leading. We have hissam on Luke's left. He's going to run a slant pass that's broken up by Indianapolis. That was number 10, Benjamin Hunnis, who broke up that play. It was a risky play. The one thing I don't like about being in the red zone is you don't have a lot of room to work with. Everything's a little bit condensed.
3: I mean, it really was just uh, lucky I guess it was it was you know very close to running the other way with that one
2: Luke with the snap he has some time in the pocket he passes it he passes the ball off to number 24 that's Jack Robinson Robinson will pick up a few yards but there's a flag on the play
3: oh man just wait for you.
2: The officials discussing what that play could be. Chargers getting ready to move back. There's no flag on the play. It'll now bring up third down. You know, something that's key right now is that the Chargers only have to go a few, it looks like 10 yards to try to get, or four yards, sorry, they just updated the scoreboard to get that first down. They'll bring up the end of the first quarter. It's 14 to nothing. Greyhounds leading, but the Chargers in the red zone. They just need four yards to get into a first and goal situation. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back, hopefully with the Chargers score.
1: Every Saturday morning here on Radio Free Hillsdale and every Sunday night, Hometown Heroes brings you an up-close view of history with people who lived it, no matter how big.
2: Crowd is loud, and we are back in the second quarter of the game. Keller was under pressure there. We are now on the other side of the field. We're now trying to get some points on the board. That was third down. He was looking to go to tie in the end zone, but it was deflected. He was under some incredible pressure in the in the end zone. So now this will bring up a Charger field goal.
3: I, I just watched a DB tip it away from a safety who was about to intercept that ball. So I'm, I'm not mad at mad at the result of three points here. Of it's course. going
2: to be a 25-yard field goal for kicker Julian Lee. The snap, the kick is up. It looks through those goal posts, and the kick is good. Chargers now on the board. It's 14-3 to with 14.52 remaining in the first half of the game. This is good news for the Chargers.
3: Of course. You'd love to obviously you're knocking on the door right there for you to have that end in seven but you're not mad at that at all especially because it was almost an interception and you you really answered the call I think when you needed to I think if you let them you know if you go three and out and you punt it right back the momentum is just so much in the Greyhounds favor
2: and the Chargers are gaining momentum here which is big for them that was a great offensive run and Keller seeming to get a little bit comfortable on his home turf here A field that he's been at for now four years. Luke and I came in together, but now because of COVID and he got redshirted his freshman year, he'll have two extra years. It's crazy. My brother is 16, but Luke has the potential to go to college with my brother, who's a junior in high school, if he so chooses. So now he's had, you know, this is his fourth year on this turf. I think he's starting to make it his own. You know, he was kind of in that shadow of... Last class that kind of remembers chance, and and Luke is is starting to be that quarterback, that go-to, that name guy that everyone knows. So the Chargers going to kick off that ball. Julian Lee right back on the field. Greyhounds anxiously awaiting the ball in the backfield. Great kick by Julian. It's going to be a run by number 16, Jeremiah Lee. On the Greyhounds, he'll run it back from the 1-yard line to the 30-yard line going in. They'll bring out some decent field position for the Greyhounds and their offense. Charger defense, that strong Charger defense taking the field.
3: I mean, if you're, if you're the Greyhounds, you'd love to start the drive this way. This is the second drive in a row now that they've started with what is real solid field position, and the Chargers just got to kind of grit their teeth and get through this one.
2: Kudla, Burton, and Peroni as the in the backfield. Charger or Indianapolis with a quick throw and pass or a throw and a catch to move the change.
3: I mean, that's what happens when you have to when you have a running back that is as good as Clinton, you gotta play three linemen over the middle like the Chargers are doing right now, and it opens up those one-on-one situations on the outside.
2: Stancombe has his back, his go-to guy move? He moves him from his left with a slap to the right. He'll hand it off to Clinton. Clinton going to run through a hole on the left. Kyle Kudla will make that tackle. But he'll still get a gain of what looks about eight yards.
3: I mean, they're getting downhill really easily. A solid little draw play. And obviously, the the Greyhounds have been splitting the uh, the Chargers defense pretty well side to side. So it opens up those that little fake screen draw like they did just now so that Clinton can just go right north and south.
2: Got three wide receivers lined up on the right. That guy you need to look out for is Derek. is also on the right. He tries He's going deep on the field, but the ball will be handed off to Clinton, who will again run, but he comes up short. It looks like for the first down for the first down. So it's going to be now third down in one. Charger crowd getting loud.
3: This is a big stop for the Chargers right now. They do go to the dime. They got two safeties high. Now they're bringing one down onto the right side of the field. You have Larry
2: Burks now as the running back on Stan Combs left. Stan Combe with time in the pocket. He'll try to throw the ball, but there was great protection there by number 24, Jack Robinson. But there is a flag on the play, possibly some pass interference. It's going to be on the Chargers, it looks like.
3: You know what, if that is DPI, let's wait on it here.
2: Charger defense already knows it's against them. They're starting to move back.
3: So it is DPI on Joe Schneider, number 21. I'm going to be honest with you there. I thought that was some great DB work from him, one-on-one on on the outside. And he just closed him off, used his body and his hands really well. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that call.
2: Sometimes it's as little as just looking if they turn their head. I know that's the first thing that officials look for. And Joe did turn his head, but I didn't think it was that much that he took it off the ball. Stancom hands the ball back off to his favorite guy, Clinton. Clinton gets tied up by Kudla who just ate that right up. Kudla playing some great defense today. He seems to be all over the field.
3: He really is. He got off another. This is the second time, I believe, in this game so far that he's just shed a wide receiver block like it was nothing and just get right at Clinton, which is exactly what you need to do with a run game this strong.
2: Herzog and Joe back as the safeties. Stancomb with the snap. He's looking towards his left. Schneider beat, unfortunately, but the pass was just overthrown, so he'll get a second chance. There's 12 minutes and 30 seconds remaining in the quarter. It brings up another third down with a little bit longer to go. Eight yards for the Greyhounds. They lead the game 14-3. to They're sitting right now on the 35-yard line going out.
3: Joe Einemann and, uh, or John Einemann and Joe Schneider John, after that play. That has been a matchup we have seen an awful lot of so far this game.
2: No running backs next to Stancomb. He has two on his left and two on his right. He'll look to his left. He's going to try to throw it. He will, but Alex Anschutz is all over the coverage. He eats it up, and that Greyhound was smothered. He had nowhere to go. Great coverage.
3: That really was incredible. Another situation where because we have to cover the run so much, there are a lot of one-on-one chances on the outside for the Greyhounds, and the Chargers seem to be winning these battles so far, especially on this drive.
2: You know, my co-host for one of the shows that I do here at Hillsdale, uh, Martin Peterson, he was on the football team, and he said the key to football is just taking it play-by-play, snap-by-staff, snap, and just forgetting. So, the Greyhounds, it brings a fourth down. They will punt it, and they're in some awkward punt position. He punts the ball. Foose recovers the ball at the 14-yard line going in. Not our worst field position of the day for the Chargers,
3: which is uh, sadly kind of a low bar for them so far. But I think I think you just need to continue the momentum, which is much easier said than done, of course. But I they just they proved me wrong. It looked like they were listening in on me. I said, take it one little play at a time, little little chunks of yards. But uh, Keller just really didn't care. He was eating them up with huge plays to Tesla. Let's see him do that again.
2: Keller ready to head the defense again. He has Jack Robinson there on his right. He'll pass that ball off to Jack. J- Jack will pick up
4: possibly
2: a yard. It's hard to really tell. It doesn't look like he picked up. Oh, he picked up a yard. So it's going to bring up second and 9. That's 11 minutes and 20 seconds remaining. Greyhounds still leading 14 to 3. Robinson now at the halfback. We have Ty in motion. Austin and Tesla on either side of Luke. Luke will throw it to Ty. Ty picks up what looks like they're going to spot it as a first down. They'll move the chains.
3: I mean, those are really important little plays like that because just sending him in motion can tell Keller if they're in man or zone, if a linebacker is following him, that's usually a man when he's trying to move across the formation. And obviously no linebacker moved with him, and Keller just cut that zone right up.
2: Boyd and Foos now lining up. Number 89, Michael Harding, looking to get something going. Keller going to keep the ball for himself, but he'll lose a yard
3: that is just so tough as a quarterback to to be running so many speed options and that ends up getting a downhill hit from a linebacker like that and he just got to you know gets up dusts it off right on to the next play
2: it brings up second and 11 we now have 10 minutes and 14 seconds remaining in the first half the most points christian scored in football at the last minute of the first half it's not the end of the game it's actually that second half because you know how important that momentum is The snap, Keller with more time in the pocket. That ball is tipped and goes right in and out of the hands of Michael Harding. That ball was tipped, but he did seem to have an eye on it, and he got both hands on it. So if he would have gotten that ball, Christian, yes, he was was crossing the 45-yard line, but he would have been able to run for a little bit before a guy caught up with him.
3: A mile of green grass in front of him. He came right up the seam, quick release on the fly route, and... I guess Keller put it on the money. There's not a whole lot more you can ask for. Just catch the ball, I guess.
2: It's now 3rd and 11 with just a little less than 10 seconds remaining. The snap. Keller with time in the pocket. He's going to look over to his left, but now he comes over under pressure. He's gotten by his ankles and will take a loss, but there is a flag on the play. It's holding against the Chargers. They'll bring some booze from the crowd.
3: See, it, it's tough when you're out a left tackle like that, of course, because it is kind of Keller's blind side. And more important than that, though, when you get beat, it, it puts more pressure on the rest of the O-line to just be perfect everywhere they are. Of course, uh, Whit Lewis in his second start here doing as well as he can, but that's, uh, I believe, the third sack that the Chargers have given up.
2: So the Chargers will be forced to punt, and Luke Keller will be forced to punt. Nine minutes and 51 seconds remaining. We Greyhounds still leading 14-3. to Keller on the 10-yard line. He's going to have to have a great punt here. Clinton lining up on the 40-yard line. Not
4: Clinton.
2: Derek lining up for the Greyhounds on the 40-yard line
3: i got to say, I know we've talked about it before, but it is just so incredible to see a star quarterback just drop a couple yards back and punt as well four downs in a row like that.
2: The snap. Keller's going to run a little bit. He'll punt the ball over to the right side, but that ball will go out of bounds. Looks like they just didn't want him to return the ball there, so they'll sacrifice maybe some better field position. Uh, for a chance, maybe just a little bit of rest for Keller.
3: Agreed. Both Derek and Lee have kind of been cutting them up pretty good in the in the return game, and sometimes you do have to take that five eight yards of a worse punt to get it out of bounds, just so that you know you're not risking what could have been twenty twenty five yards downfield with the with the straight line speed that these guys have.
2: Safeties. You have Anschutz and Kudla and Burton as the linebackers. Peroni on the right side. He's going to try to. He's going to get to Clinton and push him out of bounds just as he crosses uh, the 10-yard mark, getting a first down for the Greyhounds.
3: Clinton is just so shifty. It doesn't matter what formation they're lined up in. He he's taking it from the pistol usually and is just gone. He's so shifty. He he can just slip any tackle the Chargers are trying to put on him.
2: Stancomb now waiting for the snap. He has Kellen Porter on his left. A different running. Also on the left. They're stacking that left side. The ball oh, there you go. on the handoff was mismanaged. And it will be recovered by the Chargers. The defense coming out very excited. Number 98 Max Torber recovers that ball. So that'll bring back out the Charger offense. And, hey, would Luke Keller maybe want to rest a little bit? Sure. But I I think he'll take this change in momentum of momentum instead. Of
3: course. Let the big man celebrate. That's exactly what you needed right there. A huge turn of momentum, of course, gets this crowd right back into the game. And the Chargers have a, have a chance to make this one possession.
2: Luke looking to the sideline for the play. He'll have Logan lining up on his left. Austin also on his left. Ty Williams, the tight end, looking for a little extra help. Now he's in motion. He's going to come back over to the left, kind of protect Keller's blind side. A guy coming right for Keller. Tesla makes a great snag as Keller throws up the middle. He'll run it across the middle and down into the end zone. Into the end zone. That's a touchdown by Isaac Tesla again. Great slam pass by Luke Keller from the cross the 40-yard line, and a great line by Tesla, who will run up the left side. That's a touchdown, an extra six points for the Chargers. They'll Let's now go, go on to add the extra points.
3: I was looking at just a little crossing route and he took that 60 yards.
2: Well, for a second there, it looked like Keller was going to be sacked, mm-hmm. but he got rid of that ball, and that's key right there. They have the tight end, uh, Ty Williams, lining up on the left. Cole Johnson is running out onto the field to add a little bit extra of protection. But it's key that Ty is on that side to protect Luke's blind side. Because Ty was there, Keller had a little bit extra uh, second. The kick is up, and it's good. that will put the Chargers a little bit closer there now. It's now a one-possession game. It's 14-10. to 10. Greyhound still leading with 8 minutes and 55 seconds remaining.
3: You you could not have asked for anything better. Tesla is lighting it up. An incredible leap into the end zone there. Make a house call real early in this game. And all of a sudden, it's one possession. Only 10 seconds off the clock.
2: So the special teams will take the field. Julian Lee back out to kick the ball back off. Greyhounds looking a little bit deflated as they have it. Now the Chargers have scored 10 un- unanswered points.
3: Uh, I think the issue really it c- continues to be in the trenches for the Chargers. Obviously, a fumble is great, but that doesn't stop them from the run game still eating it up. Almost a, a fluke play, if you will, not to say it wasn't on the skill of the, the, the Chargers there, but you, you really need to stay solid and, and fill those gaps
2: Derek in the backfield, waiting for the kick from Julian Lee. Crowd getting loud.
3: My man in the pink bunny suits just standing still. He's got he's got to get these guys hyped up a little yeah. bit.
2: The kick floating about the ten yard line. Derek will retrieve it. He'll go to run. He's going to make it past the twenty. Now to the 29-yard line before he'll be stopped by a fury of blue.
3: Another Char- solid return.
2: Charger defense coming back out. They'll trade places with the special teams. Kyle Kudla not starting on the defense right now. Looks like Josh Peroni is also coming out. Has to be a little bit tired. Coming in for them will be number 11 Jason Gillock. Alex Anschutz filling in. We have Mike Harding over, covering the left side. Schneider gets beat by a little bit of a quick feat by the Greyhounds, but he had great backup by Alex Andrews there to take the Greyhounds out of bounds. They will move the chains. They're now setting up on the 41-yard line, going in. Eight minutes and 36 seconds remaining. It's 14 to 10, Greyhounds with the lead, but the Chargers close behind. Chargers clapping and lining down for the defense. Stancomb passes it off to Derrick, who will cross Another ten yards moving the chains once again. It took three chargers to take him down.
3: These Greyhounds have a lot of fight. Obviously, the momentum is not in their favor right now, but they came out early on this drive and a couple quick punches. The Chargers got to settle down a little bit. Obviously, the crowds uh you know hyping them up. Gotta just keep making plays, as, as Reagan said, one play at a time.
2: <laughs> Stancombe now has Clinton back over to his left. right one on the left he hands the ball off to clinton clinton loses the ball chargers recover that guy who just came in number 11 jason gillock for peroni recovers the ball that's a huge moment for that redshirt freshman coming in for a a veteran a seasoned and a skilled player josh peroni charger sideline going crazy
3: They just met him at the 40 numbers to hype that man up. He's putting a helmet on over there. I don't know what that is, but that's back to back fumbles and yet another chance for the Chargers to capitalize on what is incredible momentum right now.
2: They're just overwhelming the Greyhounds, and I'm sure that's something Clinton, this uh, senior who's, who's a standout, is probably not used to doing is fumbling that ball. Keller leading the left, the right side is being. Overloaded Austin Williams will bobble the ball just a little bit, but he'll secure it to bring the ball back in to complete, make the pass completed. It's now second and seven with seven minutes and 46 seconds remaining. The Chargers have great field position here. They're on the 42 44 yard line going in. It's a second down within one possession. If they score here, they have a chance to really. If the momentum isn't shifting already, really put their foot down on the Greyhounds. Luke with Hissum to his left, he'll hand it off to him.
3: Got tripped up a little bit, still had obviously that heady nature to just jump forward, grab a couple extra yards, sets the Chargers up with a third and short here
2: third down. Ty Williams will come off the field, but Foos will come on. You have Tesla and Foos on Keller's left. Hissum lining up on Keller's right. And Austin Williams also on Keller's right. Luke looking to his right. He'll pass the ball. A little blooper, but it looks like a canned got on his arm because he throws that really into no-man land, which, if he wasn't careful, could have been intentional grounding.
3: I mean, he got he got hit pretty good on that one, and that uh, you really do not like to, to waste an opportunity like that. Obviously got it down to third and short, I think a little bit was, uh, they called that pass uh, bobbled and I guess out of bounds over on the left side, uh. I thought was uh, was complete, but they, um, I don't know, Keller's punting again, and you really don't want to, after what was a great momentum shifter opportunity.
2: Yeah. Keller back punting, he gets the ball, it flowed a little bit in the air, Derek will have to come in for the ball, but it'll take a Charger bounce. Chargers will touch the ball. Alex Anschutz making a great diving stop right at the two-yard line so it doesn't bounce in. Greyhounds, not great field position. They've had the worst of the day.
3: They really have. That was just a great punt from Keller. You saw it right off his foot, end over end, and just drop down on the 10 and more great coverage from the Chargers.
2: Stancombe and Clinton hopefully uh, can get something cooking. But, hey, why not? Let's see a safety here. Let's see if John Pearson or, or maybe Kyle Kudla could really sneak in to that end zone. Stancombe clapping, trying to trick up the defense. Kudla moves a little bit. Peroni resetting his feet. Herzog looking over to his buddy Joe Schneider. It's actually funny. Schneider, Zog or Herzog, and Anschutz all live together. The panned off to Clinton. He'll run up the right side. And he gets away from the defense. He'll make a pretty, pretty good run before Joe Schneider will knock him out of bounds. Flynn has wheels, and he just seems to be sneaking by that defensive line. They'll mark him right about the, let's see, looks like he got just about to the 50-yard line, but they'll mark him a little bit short. He's now at the 46-yard line going in. They'll bring up first and 10, of course, for the Greyhounds. It's now 14-10. to 10. Greyhounds leading with six minutes remaining in the first half. Stancombe clapping. He'll clap the ball. He looks over to his left. He'll pass that ball and pick up a few yards. That pass is complete to number 81, Frank Bentley.
3: That was more great coverage from Harding. It, it Obviously, you gave up a catch and he gave up what was about seven yards, but he really held tight onto that leg in what could have been another house call.
2: Yeah, and if the Chargers aren't careful and they keep missing these tackles, that's when the Greyhounds have the chance to get away. They have wheels, and they can move. Stancomb passes it off to number three. He'll be brought down, though, by Herzog pretty quickly, but it will be enough to move the chains. Now five minutes and 20 seconds remaining in the first half.
3: I think, I think you've got to just keep being careful with Clinton. You saw it right there. They were backed up on the three. Great field position for the Chargers, and that was really the first time we were able to see Clinton's straight line speed. We saw him be shifty, shift, uh, and miss t- make tacklers miss.
2: And Clinton was out of the game. He's now back in. They fake the handoff to him. Stancomb with nowhere to go. He's under pressure, and he's brought down.
3: That was more incredible coverage by the Chargers. It's not going to show up on the stat sheet, of course. It's not a pick. It's not a pass deflection. But on that left side, one-on-one coverage across the board and just locked him up, of course, forced uh, Stancombe to just eat that one.
2: Stancomb looking to the side for a play. Kyle Kudla looking over, showing emotion for his coaches to give him a play. He gives a little bit of a clap. Kyle Perrin lining up on the left side, hoping to get through to Stancomb quickly. Burton trying to also get through. The ball is passed off to Clin. He'll break through, and he is a- breaks it one two three tackles before are brought down by alex and shoots greyhounds now moving on the other side into the red zone it's four minutes and ten seconds remaining in the first half it's 14 to 10 greyhounds still with the lead but within one possession defense doing a great job today but if they force a turnover anywhere, it needs to be here.
3: It really does. This is this is the key possession for the Chargers. Obviously, we're under four minutes left in the half here, and you, you've scored ten unanswered points. You don't want to let the momentum go right back to the Greyhounds.
2: On the 20-yard line, this Stanton takes the snap. He passes that ball off. It will be a pass complete, and the Greyhounds will move eight yards. It's now second. They'll move seven yards. It's now second and three. Clock is running with three minutes and 30 seconds remaining. Changing some players. Derek coming off the field. Clinton coming back on. That's something that all the Charger defense, I'm sure, is aware. In the backfield, you have Herzog and Schneider. It looks like they've been playing almost every snap of this game. Peroni, a key defender, lining up on the left side. Sankholm takes a snap he'll pass it off to Clinton. Clinton with nowhere to go he'll break a tackle out of Herzog and he'll be brought down by Joe Schneider who's able to grab his ankles. Herzog coming out of nowhere to try to. Too fast they move out of the hands of the Chargers defenders. I mean
3: we talked about it pre-game how much the coaches have influence on these games. Of course these aren't things that are going to show up in the stat sheets you know there aren't you know tackles or whatever that go to the coaches but they're putting Clinton in these great one-on-one opportunities in the outside zone runs.
2: Clinton now on the right side of Stancomb and with a slap he'll move to the left that seems to be their favorite move Clinton gets the ball handed off he'll break two three tackles before he's brought down in the end zone by number 48 Kyle Kudla that's another score by the Greyhounds. It's now 20 to 10 with 2 minutes and 33 seconds remaining in the first half. The most points scored in a football game at the end of the first half. Hopefully the Chargers can be the ones to score had the last lap in this half. Lining up for the extra point. The snap, the kick. It's through narrowly the goalposts and it's good. It's now 21 to 10, with that, two minutes and 33 seconds remaining in the first half.
3: That was just about the perfect drive for the Greyhounds. Did it with the run, did it with the pass, and of course it ended as it usually does for them with Clinton walking into the end zone seemingly untouched. He's getting so many hands on him, and yet he just keeps running, keeps walking right through them like they're nothing.
2: It's unfortunate we look back at that fumble uh, that the Charger offense was then unable to convert because, you know, this defense is going to be tired and they'll they'll get to rest a little bit at halftime, but uh, Keller needs to stay on the field just a little bit longer, not for punting, but as quarterback uh, to give that defense a little bit of a chance. So we'll bring out special teams. We have Peroni and Foose in the backfield ready to receive
3: to come up with great plays and give your offense opportunities only for them to go three and out as you said it really does it, it might not affect it on plays like that but it's it's over time it's kind of a war of attrition where you're tiring these guys out
2: waiting for the kick here with two minutes and 33 seconds remaining both teams have not taken very many timeouts. The kick, and it's a long and low one. Peroni will retrieve the ball in the end zone. He will take a knee. They'll put the Chargers back at the 20 yard line, something that just keeps happening for them. Keller trying to get something going in two minutes and 33 seconds. He's the quarterback I would pick in a few minutes, with a few minutes remaining that I need to get the job done.
3: Having Luke Keller under center is just such an underrated thing for a team. He can do so much for you. He's done so much for the chargers so far this game but we talked about comparing him to chance in these great players of hillsdale old this is where you kind of got to show it. you've got a great red hot team and this is where you really need to answer with only a couple minutes left in the half
2: tesla robinson on keller's right he'll pass the ball over to tesla but he'll be in some tough and that'll be broken up It's first and 10, Chargers still, or second and 10, Chargers still on the 20-yard line.
3: We're seeing more and more of the Chargers choosing to play action into mostly just straight pass out of these jumbo packages, which I guess is a coaching decision because you have these injuries and these COVID uh, scratches on the offensive line.
2: The snap, Keller with a quick screen pass over to Foos. Foos trying to get something going. He'll break a tackle or two before he's brought down right at the line of scrimmage. It's now third down in 10. Clock is running. It's two minutes. Third and eight, I apologize. It looks like Foos did pick up two yards. It's 21 to 10. Greyhound still leading. By the time this ball is snapped, it's going to be less than two minutes remaining in this game.
3: It really, in the first half. It really was all just strength from Foos too. As you say, it didn't seem like he picked up 2 yards because he was fighting the whole way, but he, you know, made first contact about 3 or 4 yards uh, behind the line and just pushed defenders off of him.
2: Robinson as the running back on Keller's left. Who... Pick up that first down and then some before he's knocked out of bounds at the 49-yard line going in a great run by Keller and going out of bounds will stop that clock so buys Keller a little bit of time to get into that run out uh red zone sorry the clock will run it's going to be a minute and 30 seconds remaining Keller looking to the sideline they're going to go with the same formation Williams and Foose and Robinson on the left Keller going over to the left. He'll pass that ball over to Foos. Foos able to pick up a yard before he is knocked out of bounds.
3: We are seeing some great poise and decisiveness from Keller right now. Of course, tucking it to run, you don't associate with poise because you're, you know he's not standing in the pocket, but he just took off. He knew when to go.
2: And if you know Keller, you know he's a pretty calm and relaxed guy. Keller, unfortunately, is sacked on his left side. They, did, they had their tight end, Michael Harding, in, but he was running down the right in a route that wasn't there to block. Keller's left, his blind side. Chargers going to take a timeout quick here. That will stop the clock. There's now 53 seconds remaining in this first half. It's 21-10, to 10, Greyhounds leading. Chargers in a difficult situation. They're on the 49-yard line, 48 now, let's say, because it's third and 11, and they're going in. They're down. It was once a one-possession game, which I think shows them that they they can hang with this team and and possibly win it. But they do have to convert here uh, to give them a Give them less work in the second half.
3: Of course. Uh, this is where players like Ben Gino being out really does hurt you because we talked about all the passing they've been doing from the jumbo package and loading up that left side. And then all of a sudden when you release that tight end for routes, it leaves the left tackle in these one-on-one situations that all credit to to uh, Whit Lewis right now, but he's just kind of getting eaten up out there.
2: The timeout is wrapping up. Robinson out, now bringing in Logan Van Amvor In he's on, chart on Keller's right. So is Foos and Tesla. Keller on the move to the right. He looks like he's going to have to keep that ball. He runs, throws it down the sideline, but he's going to throw it out of bounds. He was trying to hit Foos, but just really had nowhere to go. They'll bring out the punting squad with 48 seconds to go. I'm not going to lie, Christian. I probably would have gone for it here.
3: On, on fourth and 11, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I got to say, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those in the moment decisions where Keller's got to go for that pass, but he even, the, the pass, the player he was going for is only going to pick up five or six yards. I think you have to almost take that sack strategically to let a little more time run off yeah. because India obviously has two timeouts and now 48 seconds left.
2: Keller will run to his right, take a few steps before he does the punt. The punt, it's low, and it'll take a few steps and shoots again, going to stop the ball at the one-yard line before it hits the end zone. This kid either likes to stop the ball really close to the end zone, or he likes to slide. I'm not sure which one.
3: That was just incredible coverage, a a straight-line drive punt from Keller and just knocked it end over end. I almost thought that Derek was going to try to field it off the bounce again. Took an odd bounce, uh, as, you know, that's kind of why you're not supposed to field it off the bounce. But what a great sliding, diving save to keep it right on that, not even one foot, but one inch line. We are so close to a safety right now.
2: Greyhound. Greyhound's now really forced in the end zone. They're going to mark the ball at the one-ish, two-ish yard line, it looks like. We have 38 seconds remaining. Greyhounds with the ball. It's 21-10. to 10. Greyhounds also with the lead. Stancombe and Clinton hanging out in the backfield or in, in the end zone. Clinton now on the right side. He's going to try to get the line to move, but they won't. They're not going to budge. They're not tricked, let's say, by that clapping anymore. Stancombe with the snap. He'll pass it off to Clinton to get out. He's eaten up by the D-line, but not soon enough. He just will move about the same place. By He was eaten up by Max Torbert. Still at the second, uh, uh, the two-yard line going in. Uh, not enough for a safety.
3: Still, still great field position for the Chargers, though. Anytime you're in the pistol and standing inside of the D in Hillsdale in that end zone, it is nothing to complain about. But obviously, we saw a similar field position just a couple of drives ago, and the Greyhounds, specifically Clinton, took it maybe 50 yards downfield, and this, of course, a far different result.
2: Greyhounds going to let the clock run out. It is to 21-10 at the end of the first half. Greyhounds in the lead. Chargers putting up a little bit of a good fight here. They're hopefully got some stuff going. Hopefully they can string a little bit more together looking into the second half. We're going to take a brief break. ...with some more Charger football and hopefully a Charger W.
3: ...completion percentage. They're not really hitting you downfield other than that one big throw... Uh, for 75 yards really what it is is they're just hitting dink and dunks crossers over the middle and all that does is stretch out this defense because to stop a guy or even of course as they're doing to slow down clinton who has of course 141 yards already what you have to do is put so many guys in the box, so many linemen over the middle, that it leaves a lot of one-on-ones. And all you really need to do is make the Chargers think twice about putting so many, uh, you know, man, so much man coverage across the board.
2: And speaking of defense, Alex Anschutz has 11 tackles. Kyle Kudla. Close behind with six, Herzog with five, and Schneider with three. Those are those big four on the defense. Josh Peroni, not in the leaderboard, but also a key defender. You know, you don't want to throw it to where uh, Josh is hanging out. Chargers taking the field as the warm-up clock, or the halftime clock, winds down. Greyhounds won the coin toss. They chose to defer, so they will receive at halftime. Again, they're up. It's a two-possession game. In the backfield, we have somebody a little bit different that we're looking at. We have uh, Porter lining up as well.
3: Yeah, so the kick actually landed out of bounds for the Chargers, which is of course a big no-no. What that does is set them up at the 35 and extra, what is 15 yards. And the Chargers so far this game have been really winning the uh, the field position game. You hate to you hate to uh, give it up this, on what yeah. it was a mistake like that.
2: Well, there was also a, a false start. Looks like right there, so that also is going to add a little bit illegal position. So now we have the Greyhounds. Stan at the head of this offense. He has Clinton right on his right. You Now f- switching to the left, you have Schneider and Herzog in the backfield. Coming out of nowhere, Herzog is going to come to try to make that tackle, but Chambers is actually going to grab him a little bit.
3: I think I think it's important that the uh, the Chargers keep doing this. You have to, as much as you really want to uh, put more guys over the top and try to stop these passes, even if they're little crossers, you really need to stay true and you know really stop what's hurting you the most, which is the run.
2: Clinton now lining up as a wide receiver. They're gonna look. Stankham is gonna grab that pat. Is gonna grab the snap. He's going to throw the ball quick and get rid of it to number 81, Frank Bentley. He's going to pick up the first down. 45 seconds into the second half of the game. Char- or the Greyhounds at the 50-yard line. Clinton coming out for a little bit of a rest. LB will be Porter now lining up on Stan Combs right. This will give the Charger defense maybe a little bit more of a rest as well. Schneider as the DB coming over to the right side to play hands with some guy. They're going to pass it off to Porter. He's going to run it up the middle, but he's going to be stopped by a fury of chargers.
3: Those are the tough ones that you hate to give up when you still pick up uh, or give up what is four or five yards on a first down run to someone that's not Clinton.
2: Clinton coming back into the game. Porter will come out. Another key player on this Greyhounds offense is number nine, Derek. He's also in the game right now. He's lining up as a wide receiver on the right side. But Clinton is over on the left as a running back. Stancomb clapping his hands. He'll scramble over to his right. He has a second to set his feet, and he's going deep. That pass is broken up in the end zone by number nine, Mason Dooley. Mason Dooley is not a player you would expect to be this impressive, but he is a really strong and uh, talented guy, and he stayed with that guy, and that might be the first Charger player we've seen who's been able to keep up with uh, anyone on the Greyhound third quick, and that was Ponder, number zero, that he chased into the end zone. Stancomb setting up again. He's clapping the ball, but the Charger crowd is really just way too loud. It looks to be a little bit confusing. Number three, Einman setting up. He's going to go deep and as Stancombe is looking for him he is sacked by the Chargers. Jonathan Burton coming out getting excited for the Chargers. Nate Chambers a captain on the Charger team really got to Stancomb quick and brought him down right as he was looking to go deep.
3: That is exactly what they needed. They've only gotten one sack so far up until that, and they really needed some pressure to put on Stancomb, make him a little uncomfortable in the pocket.
2: And so now that will bring up fourth and 11 with 12 minutes and 30 seconds remaining. The Greyhounds haven't moved much from that 50-yard line. They're on the 49-yard line. They're going to punt this ball. It's 21-10. to 10. In the field, Foose is going to call for a fair catch right on the 16-yard line going in. Again, not the worst field position of the game, so we'll take it as a positive.
3: Oh, of course, and this is exactly what we talked about pregame, was when the, uh, the Greyhounds chose to defer, they were looking to obviously start the, uh, the second half on the right foot, and of course it was the Chargers that set the tone defensively and really stalled what was a very hot offense up until this point.
2: That's right, and now the Chargers have Luke Keller back at the top. I'm in a great position in the press box, but it is sometimes hard to see who's lining up, to him, like lining up next to him. Foos right on his right, but instead of passing the ball off, Keller will keep it for himself. He tries to run a little bit. Looks like he didn't get very far. Cole Johnson got a little tied up with the guy on after the play had finished.
3: Those are the little things that you love to see your captain, your leader at quarterback, just put his head down and show he's willing to get in the trenches and fight right along next to you.
2: It's second and nine for the Chargers, 21 to 10 with the Greyhounds in the lead. You have Foose on, charger, on Keller's right. Keller looking to his right side. He'll get rid of the ball. Right as he was hit hard, the ball, he was targeting Tesla, but the ball got a little too far away from him. And Trayvon Hall almost intercepted it, but it was also out of his
5: reach
3: now uh, it 's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but Logan, the uh, in at running back made a great block, picked up a late blitzing uh, linebacker obviously didn 't turn into an, anything just an incompletion, but that would have been big and is continues to be big for the chargers who are looking for pass protection
2: now, third and nine for the chargers lining up on the. 14-yard line, or the 15-yard line. Keller still with Foose to his right. He's going to look over to his left. He has to scramble. He came under pressure pretty quick there, and he hasn't had much time today. Keller will be brought down. He's unable to move the chains. They'll bring out the punting squad.
3: As a quarterback in the pistol like that, of course, you go through your reads, and when you decide to tuck it, he is, of course, a dual-threat quarterback.
2: Number nine, Derek is now lining up around the 42-yard line going in for the Greyhounds as Keller is lining up at the four-yard line, waiting to punt that ball. Long snap and the punt. The punt is high. It's gonna hang a little bit right to where Derek was standing. He won't have a chance to run because Alex Antridge will tackle him and then somersault right after, making sure that he stays down. Greyhounds with some decent field position. They're on the 47-yard line going in.
3: The Chargers are and continue to do a lot of the little things right. Alex made a great tackle in coverage, and, of course, Derek has been eating them up in uh, the return game.
2: Stancomb right back out here with Clinton. He's clapping for the ball. It'll be snapped. He's going to fake the handoff to Clinton. He's going to pass the ball over to Kinnett, someone who we haven't seen much of this game. It's a quick little screen pass. He won't get far before he's met by Alex and shoots. It's going to be a loss of two yards. Greyhounds now second and 12.
3: Yeah, Einemann actually caught that screen with his knee down. Of course, the college rule, if you catch it uh, while you're down, you actually can't get back up. So a little bit of confusion on the play from Alex coming to try to tackle a man who is, of course, already down.
2: Stancomb looking to make up for those lost yardage. He still has Clinton right on his left. He'll pass it off to him this time. He works around a charger D-line before he's
1: in
3: A great play uh, by the Chargers linebackers moving side to side, of course, not letting what is a great downhill runner get that edge on the right side.
2: And that was Jackson Gillock, the same guy who recovered that uh, fumble who was in for Josh Peroni that other day. And, And stepping into Josh Peroni's shoes are pretty big shoes to fill. Kyle Kudlaw looking over the sidelines to get them pumped. My freshman year, the freshman class would be bouncing up and down and going insane. It's third and ten. Clock is running. It's nine minutes and 37 seconds. The snap passed off to Clinton. Clinton will run right up the middle in a great big hole. He'll move the chains.
3: You know what? Third and ten, a draw play is not what you usually see, especially on that part of the field where you're not trying to pick up a couple extra yards for field goal range. And it just speaks to how much they trust Clinton and his ability to just slip through seemingly sure tackles.
2: And you can see, I just looked over at the Greyhound. I looked at first first glance, is pretty scarce, but you can see half of their team seems to be in a team meeting of some sort. Possibly maybe the defense. Uh devising a a plan to stop Keller. Stancombe now with uh, some extra time. He passes the ball right off again to Clinton who runs through a huge hole right up the right side of the field, right into the end zone. Nobody could keep up with him. It was literally like the Charger defense was moving the other direction. So that will put the Greyhounds now within three possessions of the Chargers.
3: It's so tough to defend a guy like that that has what he just showed is great downhill speed and yet is so shifty as well and can get to that top speed so quickly and he just he just burned the whole Chargers defense all at once.
2: After that Greyhound touchdown it puts the Chargers in a little bit more of a difficult position And the extra point is now lining up. It's now 27 to 10. And with that extra point, it'll be 28 to 10 with 8 minutes and 49 seconds remaining. We're going to take a brief break here. And we'll be back in just a few moments with hopefully a little bit of a drive from the Chargers offense.
0: Integrity, commitment, love of the game. These traits describe the people high school sporting events can't start without. The officials... They're out there every day giving back to our kids. Let's give them the respect they deserve. Better yet, why don't you become one? Visit the MHSAA website for more information. There's help wanted, just whistle. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
1: The benefits of playing multiple sports from the youth level through high school are being proven even by those who've made it to the so-called next level. More college coaches want multi-sport athletes, and nearly 90% of the players taken in the recent pro football draft played multiple sports through high school. To learn more about multi-sport participation, visit the health and safety page of the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Where do you turn for the truth? Free of political bias or manipulation. Radio Free Hillsdale brings you the top stories affecting our world and your community at the top and bottom of every hour. From your trusted voices at SRN News. Tune to the truth. Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. When Radio Was. J-E-L-L-O.
3: And now for the Aldridge family.
1: Your classic performers and iconic shows from a much simpler time.
4: Listen, Vince, I I can explain. I'm not interested with you. All I want is my money.
1: When Radio Was. Weeknights from 10 till midnight on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
2: Welcome back, Charger fans. We're here at Frank Muddy Waters Stadium. It's Reagan and Christian on the call today. Watching the Charger football team take on the Greyhound football team. Chargers in a bit of a good position after a pretty good return by Josh Peroni and a great screen pass to Isaac Tesla. Chargers now on the 45-yard line going in. It's first and 10 with eight minutes remaining. Luke with the snap. He'll have some time in the pocket, but it looks like he gets hit almost threw that ball into ground, Greyhound hands, and he kind of skips away because he knew he almost messed up.
3: You, you really hate those ones, of course, because as you're getting hit, it can really throw the trajectory of that ball off, and Tesla actually had inside position on that uh, that little three-step slant. It could have gone for seven or eight yards. Of course, falls incomplete.
2: And Luke has already been sacked four times this game, which that's more than enough and that's you don't want your quarterback sacked even more than four times in a whole game let alone sacked in a whole game jack robinson it gets the ball on the handoff but he'll be tackled before he can even get to the line of scrimmage so the chargers gonna going to gonna lose a yard it's third and 11
3: that's another thing where protection hurts you because if of course keller had a little bit more time maybe that pass is on the money and all of a sudden it's 3rd and 2 instead of now 3rd and 11. in a very tough passing down to convert for the Chargers here.
2: Some substitutions will buy the Chargers a little bit of time. Austin Williams, a pretty fast target for Keller lining up on his left. He has a little extra protection as Harding also has his left side. Foos also there to block. Keller is going to wind up and go deep on the right side. He throws it, but he is over to tesla but tesla just can't get a hand on it it was looked like it was just a few inches out of tesla's reach he was also in double coverage it's hard to make these long plays and, and luke has to be good enough to just get it in within a few inches he only has a slot mm-hmm. to throw that ball because the greyhound coverage is just that good
3: very tight window you're exactly right the free safety obviously the corner was beat but the free safety came over from the top and was right there, provided some great help coverage.
2: This will bring out the punting squad, and thus it'll keep Luke Keller on the field. The long snap and the punt from Luke Keller, will linger in the air a little bit. That's Clinton over in the field. And shoots, hits him so hard, and the ball is knocked out. It's moving, going crazy, and Chargers are motioning that they caught the ball. I have Well, I'll let the crowd speak for that.
3: What a hit. My goodness. That is the second time this game that punt coverage has been incredible. Just laying the wood out there and, of course, forced him to cough up the ball.
2: Alex Anschutz, that's one of the best hits I've seen in, in football. And it was a great hit. He was right there to just destroy. I think I misspoke and said it was Clinton. It was actually Derek who was out there waiting. And the second he caught the ball was the second he got nailed. And how great that hit was, I'm sure, is as great as the crowd made it seem. So now that will line up the Chargers on the 7-yard line going in in great position. Let's see if Luke Keller can make the most of it. He hands it off to Alec Foose who doesn't get very far. He actually looks like he just gets to the line of scrimmage.
3: Now it's really about opportunities here for the Chargers. This is the second time that post fumble they've been knocking right on the door of the end zone. Of course that one they did not convert and this one they're really going to need to of course now in finding themselves in a little bit of a hole.
2: They're within six yards of the end zone. It's a second down. Keller has Robinson right to his right. Keller will keep the ball for himself. He's a big guy, and he will run that ball, breaking a few tackles right into the end zone.
3: Man, the power option is just incredible to watch from an athlete like Luke Keller to just say, I'm stronger than you. I'm going to put my head down and pick up this touchdown. I don't care who's in front of me.
2: And Luke, just as a person, he comes off definitely... Uh, Confident, but he doesn't come off like overly aggressive in this way. It looks like the uh, Chargers are going to line up and go. They did not get the touchdown. Looks like it wasn't signaled there. Keller trying to go again. They're going to push him across the end zone. So where we misspoke last time, we are now correct. Keller pushed across the end zone for the touchdown.
3: I'm not even going to lie to you. It doesn't matter. He did the exact same thing again. You stopped me this. last time. I'm going to crush you this time. He walked right into that end zone, standing up. Incredible play from Luke Keller.
2: And who's the furthest from the sidelines off on out on the field to celebrate? But it's senior K.J. Maloney. Uh, he's on crutches, unfortunately. That is not a good sign because he is that senior receiver and just hasn't had a chance to maybe have that breakout season. But Julian Lee setting up for the extra point kick the snap the kick it's through the goal post julian here's a fun fact about him actually had multiple offers to go d1 for soccer but chose to come here to hillsdale college
3: and he knocked that one through really tough because uh it was actually quite a low snap snyder did a great job of picking it up off the turf and getting the hold down right and time for lee to knock that one through
2: it's now 28 to 17 with five minutes and 46 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Chargers closing in on the Greyhounds. They are still within two possessions, but. The momentum is starting to shift, and you can feel it here. I mean, we're under the lights. The Chargers haven't been able to play a night game due to GMAC rules in such a long time. So this is a really special occasion, especially to be this close within uh, a nationally ranked team.
3: It really is incredible, and you see, obviously, it is just all lit. It's pitch black outside of the stadium. It's that feel. It's that excitement, ecstatic energy in this crowd right now. N- not only football, but night games are back at Hillsdale College.
2: Greyhounds uh, setting up, waiting for that kickoff. Probably anxious to try to get a little bit more room away from this red-hot Charger offense. You have Houston over in the backfield also with Porter. The kick from Julian is high, and Porter is going to have to come a little close to get it. He's going to run a little bit. Kyle Kudla is going to be grab his hand, but he's going to break it. He's going to break that tackle right there before he's brought down by the Chargers special team. And that will be Connor Stutz who will grab that tackle right there for the special teams, which is good because... He, while they're at the 30-yard line, which isn't exactly where you want the Greyhounds to be, we know that they have the tendency to break away. So this is a better position than being in the end zone. It,
3: it could have been a lot worse. You're exactly right. This team is full of guys with just incredible speed. And, you know, to keep them on the 30, low bar, but good job.
2: Stancombe now setting up. He has Clinton on his right. A little bit back behind him, almost as a halfback. Number 16's in motion. He'll pass the ball off to Clinton. who will go to the right side. He'll break a tackle by Herzog, who will now then leave it up to number 49, Gabe Nichols, to make that tackle. He'll kind of get his ankles and force Clinton out of bounds. It's amazing that Clinton can break as many tackles as he can. Uh, Herzog, a great safety who is just covering all over the field today. I actually, once my freshman year, tweeted out, instead of saying that he had uh, 21 tackles. I tweeted out and said he had 21 sacks from the Hillsdale Chargers account. Uh, because he he is really just all over the field and that amazing of a defensive player. Stancomb with the snap, he'll pass it off again to number 20 Kellen Porter, who will get a little bit of a run there. That will move the chains and it will move the Greyhounds into a pretty good field position they're on the brink of the end of the red zone which is something you really don't want to see they're going to set up on the 40 yard line and it's first and 10.
3: I mean it really speaks to the depth of this uh, Indianapolis team we've talked about how good their star players are but that was a backup running back that came in and just picked up 15 yards seemingly easily
2: and that's got to be I mean. Be that good as a backup uh, running back, and you're behind an even uh, a great running back. You can't be mad playing second teams like that. Stan Combs will get the snap, and he'll have an incomplete pass. It just looks like he overthrew number 81. It's Frank Bentley just a little too wide. It'll bring up second and 10 with 28. uh, It's 28-17. to Greyhound still leading with 4 minutes and 18 seconds remaining in the third quarter. The third quarter is just flying by as the teams seem to be shredding through each other's defense. Stancomb waiting for the the snap. Clinton setting up in a little bit of a halfback position. You have number 81, Frank Bentley on his right. He's going to pass it off to Clinton again. There's no surprise there, but he'll be tackled by number 36. Sam Zemis are starting to see a little bit of a different squad from the defense as people are starting to get a little bit tired. Alex Anschutz has tucked his jersey up which is kind of his key sign to say like, I'm, do- I'm, I'm starting to get a little gassed this game. That, it bring- yeah.
3: That is the tough part is this defense really has been on the field so much.
2: It's now Harding over in the DB position. He's going to set up He's guarding number three. It's third down, third and eight. Stancombe hands it off to Clinton, trying to get something going. He will be stopped before he can get that first down. He broke away from one tackle, but then it looks like he was hit hard by Herzog. Oh, Alex Andrews again with a huge hit.
3: It really, it won't show up as a tackle for him. But he slowed that man's momentum, just ran directly into him, even if he didn't, of course, you know, to actually tackle him. Forced a fourth down, of course, now in five.
2: Fourth and five, and it appears the Greyhounds are gonna go to it, go for it, which shows that they are a little bit stressed by this Charger offense. Stancomb with the snap, he moves over to his right. He'll try to throw it over to number nine. But that ball will go right in and out of his hands. And that, number nine, that is uh, Derek, who we've been seeing all game. It went right in and out of his hand. And if he would have caught that, he would have been right in the end zone. So that's a key mistake by the Greyhounds. You'll,
3: you'll take as many of those as you can get as the Chargers. We've talked so much throughout this game about the opportunities presented to the Chargers. They have another one here off of a turnover, and it's can you capitalize? Can you come back and bring your team a little bit of momentum?
2: On the 35-yard Robinson over on his right. Keller having to scramble immediately. He'll do a little quick pass over to Austin Williams, but he'll throw it right over his head. It's now second and 10 on the 35-yard line. There's two minutes and 42 seconds remaining in the third quarter.
3: It puts a lot of pressure on Keller. Of course, we keep going back to the fact that he is missing his starting left tackle, Ben Gino. And it really hurts that protection because there's so many times where he has to do what he did there, where it's a designed rollout on the the play. It's a jumbo package where he has to straight pass out of it. It's difficult to to put that much pressure on.
2: end right on that left side to help out Whit Lewis a little bit. Austin Williams trying to run down this right side, but Keller's going to be forced to the left where he's going to have a great, quick little pass to Logan Van Engvort. That's going to move the chains. He's going to pick up a Charger first down. Two minutes and 30 seconds as the clock runs. Chargers nearing the 50-yard line. They're now on the 46-yard line going in.
3: That was a great call from Otter because, of course, they have been so aggressive and been been getting the Keller so much. Using their aggressiveness against them on a screen play like that is a perfect call to make.
2: Ty Williams comes off the field on comes Boyd and Foos stacking up in the wide receiver position wide receiver in the slot on the left side. Keller under pressure. He's forced to run. He has a little bit of room. He's going to stiff arm a Greyhound guy before running. He looks like he steps out just a little bit out of bounds, but he will move the chains. The Chargers now on the other side of the field.
3: Another time where you know the defense has been great by the Greyhounds, but it just doesn't matter. Luke Keller decides that he's gonna take it himself and he's gonna put this team on his back. He goes, he beats one man with speed. He shoves another one down to the turf and he was just a little bit of white stepping out of bounds from another 10 or 15 yards.
2: Keller now on a roll. He has Logan still on his left. Again, Boyd in the slot position with Tesla and the wide receiver. He'll go to, he'll try to pass it to Boyd on a slant, but unfortunately the ball will be thrown behind him. It's an incomplete pass. Keller rolling up his pants just a little bit. It's second and 10, 28 to 17. Chargers still two possessions behind the Greyhounds with a minute 25 remaining in this third quarter. Got to manage the clock here.
3: Uh, You really do, and honestly, if you end it with seven here, if you punch it in, the clock no longer is a factor.
2: I completely agree. Keller will fake the handoff to Hissom. He'll complete the pass over to Tesla and pick up the first down over on another great little hook route. It looks like Tesla just keeps running and shredding his defender.
3: What strength, what body control to just go up and take it that was a tough play great db work in the one-on-one but tesla said it it doesn't matter i'm just going to go and take this from you and pick up another first down
2: chargers now on the 28 yard line going in they now have four more chances to hit it into the end zone keller in shotgun formation ty williams moving Will just float it right over the mil- middle over to Michael Harding, but he's hit hard and he stays down for a little bit and now he's slow to get up. But I think what's helping him get up is that he just racked in that first down.
3: I mean, we talked about the coaching expertise, the veteran leadership from Otterbein. He saw that play in the first half where uh, he took it right up the middle on the, uh, like, right up the seam from the tight end and it just went right through his hand, and he logged that for later, for right now, when he says, we can hit that play again.
2: It's now first and goal for the Chargers. Ty Williams in motion. Keller still in shotgun formation. He'll pass it off to the running back. That's number 24, Robinson, who's able to pick up five run, five yards. Chargers now at the five-yard line. It's second down with two seconds remaining. Oh, the clock will run out. It's now the fourth quarter. We're gonna switch sides, and while they switch sides, two moments, it's 28 to 17. At the end of the third quarter, Greyhounds in the lead. Hi, I'm Reagan, a student at Hillsdale College. Here's an excerpt from the preamble of the Declaration of Independence.
1: Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation, or any nation so conceived and so dedicated, can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of it as a final resting place for those who died here, that the nation might live. This we may in all propriety do, but in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hollow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have hollowed it, far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, while it can never forget what they did here.
2: Hillsdale College, defending liberty since 1844. <laughs>
5: park revisited i'm bob Hershon and this is science update in the movie jurassic park scientists cloned dinosaurs using dna from ancient mosquito fossils in amber they
3: extract the preserved blood from the mosquito and bingo dino dna
5: the ancient mosquitoes supposedly got the blood from dinosaurs they'd bitten
3: and now
1: we can make a baby dinosaur
5: uh, not so fast. Scientists at the University of Manchester have now debunked the idea that DNA can be extracted from fossils in amber. Working in an isolated laboratory, biologist David Penny and his colleagues donned the kind of forensic suits used at crime scenes. Using so-called next-generation sequencing techniques to minimize contamination, they were unable to detect any DNA from semi-fossilized insects in an amber-like substance, adding to growing evidence that a Jurassic Park scenario is purely scientific fiction. I'm Bob Hershon for AS, the Science Society.
2: Perfect timing for the, you to come back and tune in with us. The Chargers have just scored early into the fourth quarter. There's 14-6, 14-16 six, remaining. A quick touchdown now puts the Chargers within one possession and They're putting a little pressure on the Greyhounds. It's now 28-23. We're waiting on the extra point. Julian Lee coming out here. Or it looks like Keller, he's hanging on the field here, might be going for two.
3: Interesting. I actually think this is the perfect time to go for it. You've got the momentum on your side. And you just had a great fade route to the left side where it was a one-on-one. And Austin Williams just said, I'm going to go up and take this from you. And that's exactly what he did. And Austin
2: Williams, another key breakout player, Keller, looking to scramble for that two extra points. You can hear the charge going wild because he was successful when he scrambled under pressure. It left a gap wide open, and Keller just walked right into the end zone and gave a little high step. It's now 28 to 25. Chargers within three points of tying it up.
3: And that was the perfect decision, of course, to go for it, especially when it works out for you. Because now, as you said, it is a three-point game. And just that much closer, 14 unanswered points from the Chargers, and it is exactly at the right time at the start of this fourth quarter. It's exactly what the Chargers needed.
2: And now, like you said, the clock isn't that much of a factor. Maybe it is for the defense a little bit. They need to stop the Greyhounds and give the offense back the ball. And Luke, when he gets the ball back, does need to take his time getting back to the end zone because this defense is tired. They're putting up a hell of a really great fight against the nationally ranked University of Indianapolis Greyhounds. It's 28 to 25. A lot of game left, though. We have 14 minutes and 16 seconds left Julian Lee for the kickoff same guys out there in the backfield it's Porter probably going to get this ball from the University of Indianapolis
3: I mean and this is just the perfect thing for the Chargers right now because that was quite a long drive and especially with the third quarter break now this defense is well rested and should be the perfect opportunity for them
2: That ball is retrieved by Lee. He's going to run a little bit because no Chargers were able to get to him in time. That's going to be a pretty good field position for Indy. It looks like someone over there lost their towel on their run. Looks like the Greyhounds are going to be setting up on the 35-yard line going in.
3: You know, if the Chargers end up losing this game, I think they have to look back to the kick returns as a point of emphasis for next week because they have really been eaten up by the dynamic players from Indy.
2: See if Stancombe can get something going. There hasn't been much more of anybody to talk to, but Clinton in that too, he'll hand the ball off to. But he stopped pretty close to the line of scrimmage. He might pick up a yard here, but it won't be much. The defensive line pretty sick of what clinton's been up to today he
3: is well over 200 yards which is just an incredible stat line for clinton and you need this to stop what he's done through three quarters at this point really doesn't matter reagan talked about it earlier one play at a time and you just need to get this next stop in front of you
2: and this is a pretty good defense Uh, it seemed like he was just getting warmed up against xavier last week where he had 146 yards stancomb Passes the ball off to Clinton again. He'll get a few more, but he is reached by Kudla and Stancomb again. I'll
3: tell you what, this defense does look rested in two plays in a row. Now they stood up to an incredible runner and said, no, sir, denied him. And now it's third down and short, and they need to get this stop a red-hot offense is sitting on the sidelines, itching to get back out there.
2: And at this point in Charger football games, the fans have started to leave. The students have started to leave. But the student section is more full than ever. Stancomb clapping. He, passes, he fakes the handoff to Clinton, but he'll pass the ball. And it's a great pass up the side. It will be more than a first down for the Greyhounds he passes it to McNeils his tight end who just happened to sneak away from the Chargers defense they might have been focusing a little bit more on Clinton there.
3: That's the tough part of uh, playing defense against this team that we talked about where you to do what the Chargers did and to deny what is a great running back you have to have so many players in the box and McNeils all he has to do is beat one cornerback on the side and he's gone.
2: Greyhounds now on the 29-yard line in Charger territory. Stancombe passes it off to Clinton. He'll now pick up what looks to be about three or four yards.
3: A delay draw from the uh, from the Greyhounds there, and it really is starting to slow down for Clinton. Hopefully that continues.
2: Charger defense has to have one of their best performances right here as the Greyhounds are sneaking into the red zone into that fourth quarter it's 11 we have 11 minutes and 50 seconds remaining as the clock is running greyhounds just ahead by three taking their time to set up here stancomb still at the head but it looks like clinton is out of the game number nine Derek still in and he'll be running up the right side but they'll be forcing stancomb over to the left he'll try to hit that same tight end but he'll overthrow it, and that's great coverage there by number nine on the Hillsdale Chargers, Mason Dooley.
3: I mean, bend, don't break. Just bend, don't break. That's what the Chargers are doing right now. They're right on the door of the red zone, but this is where the Chargers need to stand up and keep them out of that end zone because, of course, a field goal, if they keep them to just three there, still just a one-possession game
2: and shoots and Kyle Kudla calling for the side to get huge so Stan, or get loud so Stancomb cannot hear that clap I'm surprised that his center can still hear he'll pass it off to Clinton Herzog will get a hold of him and barrel him out of bounds will they give him that first down
3: What a great dual set of tackles right there. They are going to mark it short, and I think that's the right spot. About a full yard short. That's just what the Chargers needed. It looked like Clinton was on the loose, off to the races again, but two Chargers converged out of nowhere and pushed him out of bounds just short of the first down.
2: John Pearson enters the field. Two sacks right in a row. Greyhounds going for it. Crowd way too loud. It looks like Stancombe looking to the sidelines. Can he hear his coach? I'll be amazed if the center can even hear Stancombe over it. He snaps the ball. He passes off to Clinton, who will pick up the yard, thus getting the fourth down. He picks it up and then some. But it will still give the Greyhounds another set of first downs and and then eventually a first and goal if they can move the chains.
3: They are are in What is just about a perfect position here on the 14 where they can still pick up a first down without getting into that end zone. And, of course, with a run game like that, you know, all you need to be is on that doorstep. And just the more chances to punch it in, the better.
2: Stancomb stacking the left side. He has two receivers, one in the slot. Clinton, though, is going to get the handoff, and he's going to run over to the right side. He'll be tackled out of bounds, but not before he gains three yards.
3: This offensive line from the Greyhounds is really having their way in the trenches, eating up a ton of yards for Clinton, where he is great at accelerating, but once he gets to that top speed, if he has a hole like that, can just take off. It's, it's the little things, the little pickups that really hurt you.
2: Greyhound still ahead by three in the red zone. A little uncomfortable on the 11-yard, 11 11-yard 11 line going in. There's nine minutes and 45 seconds remaining. Same formation as last time, with three guys stacked up on the left. But Clint this time will get the handoff and he'll run over to the left. Kyle Kudla tries to get a hand on him, but he will. Clinton will get away. Herzog luckily is there to get Clinton before he can get into the end zone. The official fixing Clinton's shoulder pads, is that allowed?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, and we're left with just another third down, yet another third down for the Chargers, and we've talked about it all game long. It's opportunities. Can they capitalize on this one?
2: third and four with nine minutes remaining. Again, the Charger crowd is huge, which looks to be causing a little bit of confusion for the Greyhounds. Charger defense pretty condensed here, looking to take away the run game. Of course, they're going to pass it over to Clinton, who's just going to walk into the end zone. It looks like he just tricked the entire defense. The Greyhounds almost steered the whole entire Charger defense over to the left. So now that now puts the Greyhounds back within two possessions of the Chargers which is where again now the clock comes into play. The extra point coming out to be kicked.
3: Great misdirection by the Greyhounds there and all it took was one little cutback and uh, uh, of course a runner with great vision like that Clinton just walks untouched into the end zone.
2: The snap and the kick is good and super long. It's almost going to leave the stadium. It's 35 to 25. Greyhound leading by 10 with just under nine minutes remaining. We're going to take a brief break here and then we'll be back at Frank Muddywater Stadium for the rest of the Hillsdale Chargers football game.
0: Commitment, love of the game. These traits describe the people high school sporting events can't start without. The officials. They're out there every day giving back to our kids. Let's give them the respect they deserve. Better yet, why don't you become one? Visit the MHSAA website for more information. There's help wanted, just whistle. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of
1: educational athletics. Have you listened to State Facts yet? It's the show where you learn about all 50 states from residents who currently live there. Think you know the right answer and know your geography and trivia from all across the country? Well, test your knowledge with Jane O'Connor on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.
3: breaking up on the broadcast.
1: We can't even hear Flanagan. Yeah. Hello, I'm Cole, a marketing major at Hillsdale College. Here is Hillsdale President Dr. Larry Arne on the definition of true freedom. The Declaration of Independence is more than a bold letter to a British king written by upstart colonists, although it very much is that. The Declaration explains the promise of a that all men and women are born equal in their possession of natural rights and that the proper exercise of these rights can lead to a full and deeply satisfying life. Just as the Declaration explains America's promise, the Constitution upholds that promise. Its purpose is to protect the rights of all of us, our natural rights. This establishes the possibility, not the guarantee, that we can have a good life. This is true freedom. This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College.
2: Welcome back, Chargers. You haven't missed much. It's 2nd and 15 for the Hillsdale Chargers as they line up on the 20-yard line. Luke Keller is dropping back to try to get the Chargers out of this sticky situation and possibly have them catch up to the Greyhounds. But he was just sacked right there on that play, which will now bring up 3rd and 24 for the Chargers. They're trailing by 10 with less than 8 minutes remaining in this game.
3: Yet again, it's the left side of that line that's collapsing, and this is not what you wanted to see. You needed some type of points on the board on this drive, and it's not looking good early.
2: Luke Keller going to have to work his magic here. He has Logan Van Ambor right on his right side. Tesla, his go-to guy in this game, is also on the right, hoping to take his guy along. Tesla... Tries to beat his guy. Keller under pressure will pass it off to Foos on a little slam pass who will then lose the ball. But the ball is then recovered by the Chargers. Van Ambor is able to get the ball. It's unfortunate because Keller was under pressure, which narrowed his vision, and Tesla had ended up beating his guy, breaking towards the middle. Chargers are going to be forced to punt. They had 13 yards more to pick up. That's a little bit more probably than uh, I would say that you could go for in this situation. Just a
3: tad, just just a little, especially on your own, on your own 22.
2: So this is a tough situation, trailing by 10. Keller now has the punt, the ball. This isn't a situation maybe that we would see a fake, even though we're in a pretty good situation with your quarterback as the punter. Again, because Jack Shannon is out because of COVID. It's a pretty far kick right there that's going to make Derek go back at about a 45-degree angle. But he's going to take it and he's going to run. He's going to pick up some yards after breaking through a few Charger tackles. He's now at the 40. He sets up the Greyhounds at the 48-yard line going in with 6 minutes and 31 seconds remaining. Defense coming out to play.
3: I'll tell you what, he is a magic man out there. He seems to disappear you know Mm -hmm. out from people's tackles short tackles and he's just so shifty moving everywhere at once and just picks up the little gains the little extra yards post contact
2: charger defense tired but still taking the field here schneider looks like to be one of the only safeties in the backfield for the greyhounds
3: That's the good thing about having one safety high is you can put someone else in the box to stop that run. The issue, as we've seen all game, is now we've got man coverage across the board. We're seeing it again here.
2: Stancombe has Clinton back on his left. He'll pass it off to Clinton, who will run over to his right. He'll pick up a few yards, but he'll bring up a Greyhound third down. But they're on the other side of the 50 going in, going out.
3: More sure tackling from the Chargers just when they need it. And again, another opportunity, another third down that the Chargers need to stop.
2: charger crowd needs to get loud here hopefully breaking up a little bit of the communication for the Greyhounds. Stancomb trying to clap it almost got the defense to jump off. He'll launch it downfield but he's unable to convert. Great defense by Joe Schneider who's able to stay with that guy right there. They'll bring up fourth and six for the Greyhounds.
3: Schneider again as that one free safety Covering the whole field, coming all the way over, using that speed to uh, get just where it needed to be, of course, it ended up being just a little too high. And just when they need it, the Chargers force a fourth down and now a punt, and now at uh, 5.18 remaining in the game, they're going to need points on this drive.
2: Greyhound setting up to punt. The punt is going to be little bit high and it's going to go to Alex Foos who calls for a fair catch on the 15-yard line. Chargers have five minutes and 13 seconds remaining to tie up this game. They're within 10 points of the Greyhounds. Let's see what Luke Keller can get cooking.
3: You know I remember someone earlier this game said it's the Hillsdale Charger way to come back last second. It's starting to get down to that last second. Is it Luke Keller time? Is, it, is he going to be able to uh, create some magic here? It's what they need if they're going to pull out a win.
2: It really is Hillsdale fashion to come back in that last second. We like to make things interesting. Like I said, we had a scrimmage today. I was coaching my team because I'm out for an injury. We were down by four runs. We ended up winning the game 6-5. to five. My softball coach is in this press box. If he can hear me, that was great coaching, was it not?
3: <laughs> I'm sure that it was, and we're going to need some from Coach Otter right now.
2: Luke Keller under pressure, but he will get out of it and launch that ball over to his favorite target of the day. You guessed it, Isaac Tesla. Not enough to move the chains. They'll spot the ball, it looks like, at the 9
3: And we're seeing Tesla limp off the field. He does not want to put a whole bunch of pressure on it. Looks like that right leg. That could be a big loss if he does stay out more than a couple plays.
2: That is a huge loss, but he did fortunately pick up that first down. It looks like the officials did mark it as a first down, which is uh, nice. Thank you. (laughs) So now Luke Keller has a little bit more to work with. Let's see if his O-line can stay up. You have Ty Williams in motion there. He hand. Uh, Keller hands it off to Hissam, who's unable to pick up a yard. It looks like he actually loses one there. Four minutes remaining in this game with ten with the Chargers down by ten points. Williams coming off the field, Hissam staying on.
3: It's college football. Anything can happen, but you got to make that something happen. And they've got just the chance to do it right now. Second and ten.
2: Hissam on Chargers on Keller's. Left, Austin Williams also on the left. Keller's going to look to the right side, though. Tim Boyd running across the field. That was Keller's intended target. But it looks like he was actually pulled down by the Greyhounds guy. There's a lot of commotion from the Hillsdale Chargers. As it looks like Tim Boyd was actually tripped up or pulled down there, which should be some defense pass interference.
3: Of course, DPI uh, surely should have been called on that play. He was tripped up. Right as he made a break on that route, I think it was a little bit of, I got beat, I got to at least take the penalty at the worst instead of giving up maybe 25 yards. But lucky for him, no penalty either.
2: Keller now has a new running back next to him, Jack Robinson, who's going to block and buy Keller a little bit more time. Keller is going to scramble and pick up the first down and then some. Keller now on the four goes to the 45-yard line, going in. Huge excitement on the Chargers' sideline. And that was a great block by Jack Robinson. It gave Keller enough time to just sneak out of there and run.
3: Excellent blocking and excellent poise in the pocket to say, nobody's open, it's time to just get out of here and make some magic happen. He really has been Harry Houdini all this game and on that play right there.
2: Williams and Boyd over on the left side where Keller's looking. But number 24, Jack Robinson will slant across the top. He looks to have lost that ball, but I think... The Greyhounds are pointing that they might have recovered it, but the officials are pointing that the Chargers have it. I would argue that maybe Jack was even down before that ball was
3: knocked out. You know what, I thought so, and without, of course, the benefit of instant replay, it really is on just the naked eye of these officials to have to make that call live, which is so difficult to do.
2: It's going to be second and 12 with three minutes remaining. Chargers still down by 10. Robinson on Keller's right. Williams and Boyd also on Keller's right. Foos over to the left. Keller moving towards the right. He's under pressure and he launches it into territory where Boyd, his intended receiver, was Boyd. The ball... Looked to be intercepted by the Greyhounds, but there's instantly a flag. It looks like the guy is just getting beat by Boyd and is doing his best to just pull him back. So we're hoping for a little bit of DPI there.
3: Oh, yeah. deep Easy call. Easy call. He was looking to make a run. Obviously, Keller was under pressure, threw it a little short. Tried, the receiver tried to make a break back to the ball. And the corner, obviously, who was beat, as Reagan said, just wouldn't let it happen.
2: And I think almost maybe Keller knew what he was doing there. You know, you kind of throw that ball into that area. You can see that your guy is getting destroyed. In and, and the play before, we even thought that Boyd maybe had been grabbed or mm-hmm. pushed. And so I think maybe Keller took a gamble there and was like, hey, officials, look over at this guy.
3: It's a very heady play. Their cornerback was out of position. Keller, in a way, took took advantage of that.
2: Automatic first down is going to move the Chargers on the other side of the 50. Keller launches it downfield to Austin Williams, who gets it tied up with the in the Greyhounds' hands. It looked like Williams had it, but it was just ripped out by the Greyhounds there. It was like an arm wrestle.
3: It was a 50-50 ball, and you're exactly right. I even thought Williams did catch it, and it just got pulled away. That, you- might, that might be the nail in the coffin here for the Chargers.
2: Yeah, with 2 minutes and 44 seconds remaining, the Greyhounds now on the 5-yard line. They five-yard line, six, seven-yard line maybe going in, they are going to have to move the chains maybe once or twice to, to have some room if they want to take a knee. Um, but there might not be enough time unless the, uh, the defense can have a pick six right here to win this game. And Stancombe will take the snap and then pass it off to his favorite guy, Clinton, who they're just seemingly not letting rest. I wonder if he 's close to some school record for the greyhounds
3: i mean i 'm sure he is sitting at two hundred and sixty one yards before that run. That is crazy. The first charger timeout is taken here, and it that 's the benefit of having. You know, what is an incredible rusher right now is you can protect leads by just gnawing away at that clock and just keep on picking up first downs.
2: It's going to be a brief timeout here, but we're going to stay with you just because the final minutes are winding down. I don't want to miss any key action. I know, even though when we have gone to a break, that seemed to be when the best moments were happening for the Chargers here. I don't know what that says, but. Charger defense coming back out onto the field. Greyhound offense also coming out just a little bit after. Two minutes and 34 seconds remaining. It's second, in, it's, it's second down and six left.
3: I'd love to have some optimism here from the Chargers' point of view, but you really do just need a miracle. Of course, we've had, I believe it's three force fumbles, two of them that we picked up. Maybe hoping for another one of those right now.
2: I mean, the pep band is definitely staying uh very peppy over there and and being positive for us regardless i do think this was a well-fought ball game um by both sides
3: this is an incredible team in indianapolis and it's you know so many dynamic players so many guys that are shifty and have straight end-to-end speed and we really did hang with them, and we, we were right there. It was just a couple little mistakes, a little missed, the little missed opportunities for the Chargers that did us in.
2: It's third and three here as the Chargers take another time out. That will give them one remaining in this quarter. They have two minutes and 33 seconds remaining just letting that defense kind of rest Kyle Perrin the first from the defense back out on that field with his other his fellow captain uh, Nate Chambers close behind. Alex Anschutz looking over the sideline for his defensive call. Playing a great game today with some hard hits. The Chargers, now when they come to play conference, are going to be a better team because of the tougher t- competition that they're facing outside of their conference.
3: I think that's absolutely right. Here's the third down snap on third and three. The give again to Clinton. Working on the right side, right near that marker. It's going to have to depend on the spot.
2: Looking for the officials. They've been surprising me today a lot.
3: They really have.
2: Chargers taking another timeout.
3: There you go. It is fourth down. They marked them just short. And barring an attempt here from Indianapolis, that does give the Chargers one more last round, one more chance. Of course, it is a two possession game, and they are now out of timeouts, but better a chance than nothing.
2: Fourth and one, just like you said. Now, if I'm the Greyhounds, I wouldn't be going for it because I would want the Chargers to have the ball.
3: <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm with you there. If I'm, if I'm the head coach, I'd actually just hand us the ball off. Right. I figure it's easier than, you know, giving up a punt return touchdown.
2: I'm watching Charlie dance over there. Fun fact, Christian, I actually once was Charlie the Charger. Worst <laughs> experience of my life.
3: <laughs> now, why is that?
2: Sorry, I'm being alerted by uh, Josh Calver over here, who he works in our athletic department, that that's a secret. <laughs> Charlie the Charger is, in fact, real. The Greyhounds will punt the ball. They are going to give it to the Chargers.
3: I wonder if that's what they talk about in the huddles, who Charlie <laughs> Charger is. Who's
2: Charlie the Chargers? Is it Reagan? Do you guys think it's Reagan? That ball is spotted at the 43-yard line. Foost receives it for a fair catch. Keller out on the field. He has two, second, or two minutes and 22 seconds remaining. Some nice twos on the board. Down by 10. Can Keller work a miracle?
3: You know what? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he did, uh, but they have to work quick. Of course, they're all out of timeouts. It's got to be fast here.
2: Keller has Logan over to his right. He'll have time in the pocket more than he had last weekend, which is important to note. He passes the ball over to Foose. It's broken up by Greyhound defense. They're looking over to the officials for some sort of call. It does seem like the Greyhounds are playing a little bit scrappier.
3: They are They are being very physical out there. They've, they've had a lot of calls I, I thought it should have been DPI. That one actually, I think, was pretty good hand fighting on both sides. But those are the passes you need to make right now, even if they don't work. you got to take a chance here if you're Keller.
2: Williams and Boyd over on the right side. You have Harding as the tight end going up the middle. Keller is gonna get a little pass over to Logan who's gonna be able to pick up the first down and then some. He has some quick feet, Keller is hit hard but he pops right back up and runs down to get his his team quick in formation. He's looking at coach again, no timeouts remaining. The Chargers are gonna have to work here. Two minutes remaining in this game. Keller snaps. The the ball is snapped to Keller. Keller quick to the right side. He's going to pass it over to Michael Harding as his tight end, who slides for a catch. He's going to pick up what looks about three or four yards.
3: I wonder if you spike this here or if they have a pre uh, a snap pre-called. It looks like they are going to actually run a real play.
2: Keller gets the snap. He passes it right back again to Harding, who picks up another three yards. It's now a third and four for the Chargers.
3: I've loved Keller's decision-making this entire game, but I don't know about that one. That's two passes in a row where you don't want to dunk it underneath because the clock is just going to keep running.
2: Keller, for the first time in this game, looks to be a little bit flustered, but not. he's a a pretty poised guy, and I've never seen him really – flustered at all (laughs) if any but he looked to be a little confused right before that play and now looks to be having a disagreement with coach otter
3: i'd I'd be disagreeing with these calls too Uh, a run on third and three with no timeouts left that burned about it's looking like 30 seconds now i'm i'm really just so confused why they did that
2: there's now 45 seconds on the clock and you can tell that keller definitely disagreed with that play he goes to austin williams The ball is deflected by Greyhound defense. That's on fourth down. Keller screaming at the sidelines, whether it's the official or his coach. He seems to be disagreeing with the play. It's 38 seconds. The clock is stopped. Chargers down by 10. It's going to take some weird something dropping from the sky to win this game, Christian.
3: Uh, I'd, I'd love a little Madden miracle. I've, I've been <laughs> down down worse there. Uh, but I'm not. Man, I, I really just... so confused why they made those calls. Two dink and dunks and then a run on first, second, and third with no timeouts. Now
2: in all that chaos, the Chargers seem to have moved the change for a first down. Keller has some opportunity. He's scrambling now, but he'll get tripped up and falls to his knees. He's running to get his team back in formation. He has to be frustrated and just confused as to what Coach Otter is telling him to do. 22 seconds remaining on the clock. Keller in second and 18 now relaxed in the pocket he launches it downfield to Alex Foos, who reigns it in right at the six yard line and falls out of bounds stopping the clock that's really smart by Foos. that's a veteran that knows where he is has great field awareness and knows to get out of bounds
3: you're not rushing up now of course I think the issue is we do need something falling from the sky now is as great a play as that was I don't know if there's much time left because we burned about a minute over three plays. that got about six yards.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. Keller with the pass. He'll throw it right into triple terror, the triple coverage where Harding was in the end zone. A flag is on the play. No doubt about it. That's DPI.
3: The crowd wants it. Uh, a lot of us here in the press box want it, and I'd be surprised if it's anything else.
2: And now, folks, I do want to remind you, while there's six seconds left on the clock, there will be fireworks after the game. While I love to do commentary, I only specialize in commentary for sports games. I will not be doing commentary for the fireworks.
3: We'll, we'll work on that. Maybe, maybe next couple weeks we can get some firework commentary. So we do have offsetting fouls and uh, a first down now from the five. You, you need a strike now, maybe leave a second on the clock. Onside kick, you get it. And then, of course, a Hail Mary. <laughs> Easy enough as it sounds, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, a walk in the park.
3: A walk in Keller the Keller
2: with the snap. He throws it into the end zone. It's deflected in and out of Harding's hands right in the end zone. That'll leave three seconds on the clock. Chargers still down by 10. I can see the fire trucks getting ready for the fireworks. I did talk to a few of the football players. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be too thrilled about the fireworks if they did lose. The one uh, I will not name names, Josh Prony said he will not be staying for the fireworks if they lose.
3: <laughs> you know what? I don't think I would either.
2: Keller oh, throws it right into the right corner of the end zone. Austin Williams reigns it in. What did that look like? Ben Roethlisberger to Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl. I'm a huge Steelers fan, so I have to bring up that reference. But that is the best way to describe that play.
3: I figured you would. I think I think you, you got to make you're, you're required to make one Steelers reference per game.
2: Keller walking with the offensive coordinator there, Nick. That, quarter, that uh, offensive coordinator has been with the Chargers for 21 years. Hopefully that these last two games, as the Chargers have fallen uh, they're not, to now 0-2, have learned from these games and will be able to go and take the conference championship. They've been playing some really great teams. And to come within four points of a team that's nationally ranked in the nation is incredible. So the game comes to a close here. The Chargers fall to the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds, 35-31. to 31. They put up quite a fight this game. It was definitely one that we knew was going to be good, and the Chargers told me beforehand, I talked to Kyle Kudla, he said, you know, we tend to play up to our competition. And this was definitely what the Chargers did there. Unfortunately, my Wi-Fi is down right now, so I'm unable to get some stats. But there's no doubt that those leaders today were Keller and Tesla. And Alex Anschutz and Herzog played phenomenal games on defense. They really
3: did. And it's it's really hard not to hang your head looking at a record of 0-2 but you have to look at the score and the way that you played and realize just how close you were, how hard fought every down was.
2: Well, fans, I really appreciate you listening to our broadcast. We'll be back on the call with some more Charger football coming up soon. Don't go away so soon. I'm sure that there are some great shows on the station right after this. But for me, I will be heading out and watching the fireworks. I'm Reagan Genchieski here with Christian Peck-Dimmitt on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.
1: You've been listening to Hillsdale Charger Sports on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Now back to our regular programming already in progress.